Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Cast number 131 with MMORPG or Hello. Curtis. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing this fine evening? Oh fantastic you know it's been the day off today you know we call this the chore day so you know i go around do all my all my house chores be hoovered and that you know i try to get some gains in as well you know the kind of boring gains you don't want to stream yep. you know we're talking like yeah you're kind of herbal or secondary collecting all that but yeah it's been a, it's been a nice chore day and i'm uh, happy to wrap it up with uh, a beautiful invite to this podcast so very excited for the topics I am today. super stoked. And okay, so let me just give a brief introduction of where of how I discovered your content. Oh my. So let's see. I started old school, middle of 2015. Mm-hmm. And right. the first few people, so the first person I actually watched on Twitch was Randalicious. And I saw Ooh, okay. I saw rank two in his title. And at that point, yeah. I was like three days back into old school. And I, I didn't even know what ranks were hardly. And so I'm like, okay, this guy's rank two. But Very I swear. Then. In that first week, I started watching you. I started watching Foe. I started watching Bodhi as well. And your account, my friend, just <laughs> made me just my my mouth would water over like oh. your bank. <laughs> yeah, it was the yearly bank videos. Like we've been doing those since 2015. And it just kind of became a routine thing. I was like, oh, my God, like. You know, I've put in the work this year. Mm. May as well do another one, you know, see what people think. Because at the end of the day, I manage just a big flex mode in my eyes. So if you're going to play it and you're a content creator, you just got to go balls to the walls, you know, you and just kind of have to. put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Your account uh, for sure was always like, th- there was a few, like yours was always the, f- I think the main one that was in my head was just like, that is literal hashtag goals right there. Like if, if I could ever <laughs> I, I have an account it. that was that good. And you probably get that all the time. Like just being a content creator, having a beast yeah. Iron Man. 
I guess that's part of the motivation, isn't it? Because when you have people coming in and saying that kind of stuff, you're like, oh, you know, I want to strive for bigger and better goals. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's been over the years. You know, you start out small, start off on the small grinds, kind of just like building up the account, doing the stats. And then they start bringing out these insane ass um, logs like Nightmare and that that take thousands of hours. And you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because at the end of the day, it's going to create like a, an awesome experience for everyone, like the journey of it, I feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you just you just have a really nice account at the end of it. And that's what I really like about Iron Man mode overall. It's just being able to set so many goals and just kind of get it out there. Well, all I'll say is uh, I've definitely been like peeking at your journey for the past, I don't know, eight years or something. Yeah, so, it's been like, a long one. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, there were a few grinds in particular I want to kind of talk about. I mean, yep. obviously, we all know of the corp grind and especially like the old fashioned way of doing it in the early days. Yeah. Which you had to suffer through. <laughs> <laughs> and yep, dragon, me of that. the dragon war hammer grind as well that was really brutal what a classic yeah. oh you know i can say that was a golden no worthy <laughs> grind that one because back in the day at rufus used to do a um a nomination for the best like video clip mm -hmm. and it was up against like some ridiculous clips like you had ice person at the time wearing like a like some sort of water hat and there was some clip of like boaty doing like a reaction and then you had my dragon warhammer there and it was just talking about it before it happened it just made it stand out and mm. it was just the way it happened and i've had it a lot with grinds over the years but you just kind of talk it into existence or manifest it <laughs> and it's just there and it's just incredible when it happens because it creates such a nice clip and uh yeah i love it yeah, yeah grind though. that that clip was absolutely epic you know i used to like just go on to you i i used to literally replay some of like just reaction clips in general i remember um for example, Mr. Mammal's like third age plate <laughs> clip. Like that, that one slowed down. It's so good. I watched that so many times because <laughs> it was just like, ju just like somebody organically pulling a super, super rare thing yeah. is just so addicting to watch. That's it. And like Mammal's the most wholesome guy. So like, you could just only imagine what he was going for his head. He was like, start of old school. He was like, oh my God, I could buy with the best gear with this, you know? It's like third age was the big stuff back in the day. You know, this was like... 78 mil i'm pretty sure maybe even oh, more yeah. i don't even oh, know oh yeah this was the big stuff you know this was when old school hardly had any bosses i'm pretty sure this was pre-zora you know oh yeah i think so, it was yeah what were you aiming towards back then like what barrows and i guess i think like ags like ags yeah, was like one of the wars. best items i, I want to say i didn't even play back then i just remember like the stories of people saying you know yeah yeah when did um, you start old school um overall then so sorry to throw some questions on you, but we'll turn it. No, around. <laughs> I, I love it. So I actually started RuneScape as a kid in 2004, but as soon as right. the Wildy updates okay. came out, where they just got rid of free trade, I completely quit for eight years. I just didn't Man. ever log in. I think that you could say that for a lot of people, though. I'm sure a lot of guys did that um, route, and then they heard Old School came out, and it was like, well, I may as well, you know. Especially mm -hmm. with like seeing all the content creators getting on it and all the YouTubers. And that's how I found it as well, just through like um, YouTube starting back up. Yeah, so I, 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 actually, I actually didn't find RuneScape through any online sources. It was literally my roommate when uh, I was in Las Vegas. I was doing sales out there. I was like, okay, I was literally dope. going door to door selling solar panels. Yeah. And uh, my roommate was like, did you ever play RuneScape as a kid? And I'm like, yeah, I freaking loved that game, but they destroyed it. And he's like, no, 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 no. They brought it back in its old glory. I'm like, shut oh. up. I'm like, shut up. They, no, they didn't. Like, they they literally ruined the game. Like, there's no way they fixed it. There's just no possible <laughs> I gotta way. I got to check this out 
out for myself. <laughs> yeah. And literally within three days after logging, I was fully hooked. Like, just fully hooked. I could not that's believe it. That's, it. that's how you sum up old school, realistically. It's just addiction. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it is about it. I, I play other games, but, you know, you can play them for a certain amount of time. But there's just something that about RuneScape that just keeps coming back every single time. I don't understand it. So let me ask you, when did you originally start? And then how soon after did you start content creation? Okay, so I'd say originally I started uh, like original RuneScape back in 2007. So this was around, I think the first event was actually the uh, the chicken outfit, the Easter one. Um, and then I just kind of was a very casual player. I think after a year or so, I started doing just like RuneScape music videos at the time. Like really old cheesy videos, you know. Mm -hmm. I kind of always already enjoyed doing editing and video making. Didn't really take off back in the day. It was more just like a fun thing. Um, but around when old school came up, 2013, um, obviously I started playing straight away. I was in college at the time. I was doing a uh, games development course, and uh, yeah, I was just really excited for the old school release because obviously it's something I've really enjoyed playing in the past. Um, I was maining other games at the time, but then I just kind of threw it all aside and was like. Oh yeah, let's let's get back into this. Started with a few friends in my college class, and um, after about a year, um, by the time 2014 came around, you know, me and my friends were doing uh, videos for fun. They were like, "Oh, why don't you try out, you know, Twitch streaming on RuneScape because you've been playing it quite a bit already." I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Probably a good idea." So we just kind of fired up the stream. You know, the first few streams were just literally like this, kind of just conversating and over Skype and just kind of bringing the viewers who did tune in into the conversation and keep them involved. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of the first guys who actually tuned in, they kind of stuck around because they felt more involved and it felt very personal um, when my content creation started. And that was kind of the format of the stream. I just, you know, played the game and just enjoyed talking to the viewers. And um, by the time I'm a mode came around, that's where it just really took off. And just I went from there. And I guess that's why we just stuck with it all these years, because it's just Iron Man's just been so consistent with releases that have been happening on the side as well mm -hmm. now iron man definitely completely revolutionized old school that's it yeah yeah because it was bound to happen you got to think like unofficial mode was already becoming a big thing even within the first year like, mm -hmm. i had Boaty doing his one-man army series you know foe doing like the unofficial you had obviously the um the ultimate mode being a thing i think it was was it iron no bank who was like one of the first ones i'm pretty sure i wouldn't know. For ultimate yeah i think he was doing like one of the first unofficial Ultima IMM. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, Jagex were just like, you know what? From a business standpoint, this would work. You know, we could make a whole new mode. Think of it from their perspective. They'd be like, we get all these new memberships. Like we have a whole new game mode for people to enjoy. And it was the right decision because I, I assume that a lot of players are at least tried or are currently playing an Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I Even would actually not be your surprised. Type of gameplay. I would be surprised, like, just the sheer number, like, the percentage of players that have at least tried an Iron Man, because it's got to be over half of, like, real players. Yeah. And, I mean, with Collection Log obviously becoming a more prominent thing for mains now, it's kind of like you're playing that style a lot either way. Mm -hmm. It's just you're kind of grabbing yourself away from the monotonous supply grinding with, with a main, I feel now. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be doing the log stuff, so... So, let me ask you about the first announcement of iron man mode did you decide to start Ooh. playing iron man mode before they had even announced it like were you like ready to go oh yeah like at the time the only account i was playing was a zerka i think i started out as like a one defense um must have ruined it or something i don't know and it went to like 20 defense after a while um and then 
eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ruin this account for an elite clue. And that was one of the first clips actually that kind of blew up. Because I think it was featured at like Spartan Live at the time and Chris Archie Prods like, featured the clip. So I was like, well, I've got nowhere to go with this account now. I was working on kind of pushing the stats up to max. And then that's all it was going to be, just a PvP account with higher stats. Uh, so by the time IMM was announced, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to get on this, you know, new game mode in that. Especially with, you know, people doing the unofficial modes already. Mm-hmm. I was like, this looks great. You know, this would be a, a great direction to kind of take my streaming. Because at this point, I was six months into doing content creation. So I was like, you know, there needs to be some sort of steady path. And I think with new updates and releases on RuneScape, it's one of the best things you can do to really um, exceed with your content because everyone's going to obviously want to see the new stuff. I mean, it's obviously very saturated now. Everyone's going to be doing it day one, but yeah, yeah at the time, then, you know, old school, yeah, exactly. Old school category was like kind of still growing. It's only a year in. So, so IMM was perfect. So you, I, I'm pretty sure UIM and Iron Man came out around the same time. Did, what, yeah, did you have like... same day. Okay, so were you like split between choosing one or the other or were you all like completely set on just normal iron man oh no i think because i'm quite a collector and i would i would say i'm quite a hoarder as well like i just didn't like the idea of uh ultimate i was mm-hmm. like oh i want to be able to like you know collect items and not really have too many restrictions other than no trading so ultimate to me was like how could you play like that <laughs> like i could understand it as soon as maybe you got into the mode and kind of learned the methods and kind of offset it from like okay this is the xpnr for this skill and ultimate i can't compare it to the main game otherwise i'm going to demotivate myself but Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like with both coming out at the same time and never trying either of them iron man was the no-brainer really it's like you weren't literally limited um it was a new thing for me either way so but i respect anyone who jumps on the ultimate you know there was a lot of people who did that yeah no i have never personally understood uh the whole ultimate iron man guy like obviously it's gotten easier over the years but dude back then it was brutal like it was oh, yeah. just brutal. <laughs> you could Especially not with the old anything. death mechanics as well. Oh I think, yeah. I'm trying to remember if like your stuff instantly showed up when Iron Man was released because I'm pretty sure like gravestones didn't start coming a thing until the DDoS started. I remember around the time I was doing my first like crafting run and it doing these green dragons. That's when like lizard squad was quite prominent and like mm. there was just DDoS attacks happening and like there was so many people losing their stuff and that. Um, oh, so yes. they just had to put in like a one year thing, yeah, or so- a one hour thing. Sorry. So, so was that immediately after Iron Man? Like, because that must have because when I started playing in mid twenty fifteen, we already had the hour. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure so it was fairly early into it, if not before. Okay, because I do remember it becoming a real big thing with the everyone getting hit off for their stuff. You know, it's real bad, especially with Iron Man. You can imagine like you've been grinding hundreds of hours for an item and then suddenly you just lose it to like oh, getting disconnected. Very bad, yeah. So Dang. that's where obviously old school started to progress. You know, because. On release it was just like the old game you know you died your, your stuff showed up everywhere it was great so i've i've obviously heard that that was a problem like the ddosing was it pretty big like you're, you're saying it was a pretty big problem yeah i mean old school i i imagine didn't have the infrastructure on their servers to really hold up against these kind of things they weren't really expecting mm. it probably something they've never dealt with before so i feel like over the years they've kind of had to you know build it up and what it is today because obviously with each deadman mode we saw as well it's been a huge problem as well in the finals i can imagine the amount of stress in those servers with 2,000 people on top of, you know, someone trying to hit it off, it's going to be yeah. real bad. But yeah, around that time, it was uh, it was getting real bad. Like, it would be hit off probably once per day. Oh, and they just had to say, right, we got to put in these mechanics <laughs> now to kind of stop people losing their stuff. Because I imagine customer support, oh, 
<laughs> you did not want to deal with that. Like people would have just left their jobs to deal with that rather than yeah. all these people emailing and saying, oh, my stuff got, you know, hit off and that. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, that, that would have been, oh my God. Yeah. That was a really smart decision to have the hour time, even though it made the, like, I, I keep hearing on Twitter, you know, PKers really wanting the reversion of like old death mechanics to make the game more dangerous, mm. but it's like, yeah, we cannot go back there. There's no, those no. are the dark days. We cannot go back. I feel like rather than losing items now, you've got modes that are obviously hardcore where you can kind of recreate the dangerous stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously you don't lose your items, but I feel like with a game like RuneScape where you put in loads of hours, you're just going to quit if you just lose all your stuff, you know? Unless you're an ultimate player, you know? That is yeah. still a mechanic of ultimate. You can literally wipe your whole bank. And I, I'm so surprised when I see ultimates going, you know what, we're going to rebuild from now after they've had like, you oh, know, max gear and that. It's oh, insane. God. The, the thing Honestly, is, is like a UIM that gets to that point has to be masochistic in nature. So like, the, it, yeah. <laughs> so them losing all their stuff is like it actually is probably like making them more motivated. I don't know. It's like there there is something. Who was it? Was it um? There was some there was UIM one big years ago. Got wiped. Yeah, it was like the dirtiest wipe ever. It was like over a bill, like just something ridiculous. I mean, I've seen ones recently. I can't remember the names, but there's people who've got wiped of their shadows and just like T-Bow and everything. Just like PKs because they've been at the wrong place at the wrong time and they've been scouted out by a clan. That's literally all it takes, like a wide dot on a minimap. And I'm pretty sure like they have like Discord pings as well, like some of these Jesus. scout bots now. And as soon as they like, scout over, that's it. They're on the radar, you know? They're looking at the high scores, they're going, what are they currently doing? What are they doing? Those? Are they doing a one-off clue? Or is it like a boss grind that we can like jump on and maybe catch them off guard? And that's how they get them. Yeah, that was, I think, how... I, I can't even remember the guy's name, but apparently somebody... There's just like scouts at TOB because he was doing TOB or something, and they're just yeah. waiting for him to end his raid, and then they start getting in Discord calls probably and saying, okay, he's about to you know do the whole bag clear oh my uh -huh. god jeez yeah because yeah, they used to scout them at just above edgeville as well like literally mm -hmm. level one wildy they would try and kill them there like tb and they'd have to obviously do the ko within like 10 seconds before the freeze worn off <sighs> but it did actually get some people like that yeah and that... It, honestly by the pk's perspective that's impressive that's an impressive kill <laughs> it <laughs> is get the scout it, down it and that is. like if I died to that as an ultimate, I would just put my hands up and be like, you know what? Okay, I'll rebuild, you know? So maybe that's the position they're in. They're like, you know what? Fair play. I died in a fair way, you know? Maybe I should have been a bit more careful. But just, now they're used to the game mode, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's a good point. I There's just no way I could rebuild that account. It would literally have to be, I'm done with this account. Like, yeah. I, I have to move on. Like, there's just, oh my God. The I amount think of what would keep me there would be the stats. And then I'd be like, right, can I see myself starting from scratch, you know? Like a corrupted gauntlet grind or something that's true i, I mean there there always is that like if you really care about the mode and you care about that account a lot that's a different story but dude if if okay so let me just ask you this because i'm in right. the same position like if if you were to it, it is different as well that you're a content creator and i am too but like if you weren't yeah. a content creator and your iron man got hacked and it lost all <laughs> oh, of God. its gear like <laughs> Dude, you gotta remember the amount of just the sheer amount of hours okay. it takes to get. Those this is what I said back. to my stream quite recently. Okay, well, it's probably before the hardcore group I'm in when I was still playing the iron. But I said, obviously, now that logging's a thing, because obviously we've played iron since before the log came out. I've got a lot of items on there that are not like filled in. True, and that are like in the bank. So I said, you know what? If I ever got cleaned and my whole bank was gone, I would literally just set the goal of filling in these log slots, and that would naturally just 
rebuild the account anyway. I think I would find that quite fun because that's, that's most likely what I'd progress to anyway on a main. So no, I, I wouldn't see myself leaving that account. I think I would literally do that and just see where I got to. Obviously, it would never get to the point where it was, but I don't really have that mindset of like comparing to what you used to have to what you got now. I just kind of think of like the go forward and the goals you've got in front of you rather than dwelling on like something in the past, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that, that is a good point. There is collection lock. So here, let me ask you this. What do you think about collection lock coming out? Because you mentioned a little bit earlier, like collection lock has kind of made even main accounts feel like Iron Man, that that same yeah. play style of just doing all content. Um, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you're going to go out and do grinds that you've just wouldn't have the reason to do like trouble brewing i mean come on like you're doing it for literally like a number in a book i mean like you ain't gonna do that content normally unless there's like mm -hmm. something there to kind of incentivize it so i do feel like it kind of makes it a bit more solo gameplay yeah because even with um team content like where you can do god wars together you still got to get the drop in your name mm -hmm. so realistically your mindset's going to be you know what i'll just solo it or what a lot of people do with pets obviously they use alts so they get the drop every time you know speeds it up um that's obviously a great meta in old school because we have no summoning you know to prolong the trips we have alts mm -hmm. now so you know it's a very allowed thing to do speeds up the grind why wouldn't you do you know it's completely legal you know people are always gonna try and take advantage where they can it's definitely not a bad thing it's uh quite impressive actually when people you know have multiple accounts at once even yeah. to like train them to that point it's funny because like a few years ago uh i used to I used to say this silly. It was kind of like almost to uh, trigger people, like it just really mildly. But I would yeah. say like people that are th there seem to have been like a group of players that were actually just angry at Iron Man, like just Iron Man as a whole. Like they just hated Iron Man because and in my eyes that. and in my eyes, it was just you're angry because you ain't us basically. And that was like how sure. I like, got under their skin. But right dude i'm not meant to be some sort of like i am an only guy but like you just got to respect the way people play you know like at the end of the day we're all enjoying runescape if you want to play a solo fair enough you know if you don't like the whole no trading aspect then you know there's an option for everybody and i think that's the beautiful thing about this game now we've got multiple modes to fit everyone's playstyle. so mm -hmm. the, but i could definitely see it i was saying that like it must have been like just directly after collection log but i will say collection log has seriously leveled the playing field of the yeah, fun definitely. you can get as a main because i always used to say iron man was just the goaded mode because yeah. you have to get the things and then you could actually legitimately flex them that you That's obtained it. them but nowadays with collection log you can still have that same flex where like you did obtain it because it's on your collection log so yeah you, you like you flex your book you know mm -hmm. i could see jagex making some like physical iron where you can flex your book or like some sort of uh, achievement caves. I don't know. I'm, I'm to super, see how that progresses. I'm super into the wieldable collection log, to be honest. Yeah, it's funny, I mean, though, because just going back to that point, it's like nowadays, dude, I am literally I'm getting to the point where I'm more envious of mains because now mains have all the pros of what Iron mm -hmm. Man originally was, which is like flexing oh, yeah. your account. But they don't have the chores like you're saying That's like it. today was your chore day. <laughs> Like, yeah, like you don't I have it as a main. Getting eggs right now, like I'm literally getting spider eggs. Like as a main, you don't do this, you know. You buy the supplies, you do the grind, you grind the items. There you go. There's no downtime, you know. With Iron Man, honestly, as, as a full time Iron Man streamer, a lot of the stuff I'm doing off stream is prepping for the next stream, and that's why the hours just rack up. Yeah. Because what people don't realize is like behind the stream or behind the scenes of a stream, like. If you want to obviously keep the PVM stuff going, like months and months of grinds, like you have to be getting the supplies on an Ironman because it doesn't come out of thin air until you get to the end game stuff, you know? I mean, even then, it's, it doesn't 
that come out of thin air. Like, yeah. I well, let me ask you about your nightmare grind. Did you ever get a harm early and start using it with like burn pages? Oh, like that's just a trap. I'm gonna say it now. Like Winter Todd mm-hmm. on an iron and maintaining that book it is was just so physically brutal. impossible. Like you can't do it. Like you'll be able to use it for maybe a few kills, but like having to go back to Winter Todd and the chore of doing it, like yep. you'd have to go all the way to 200 mil to even make it worth it. It just just isn't it. You know, I'm so glad the shadow is a thing now. Like screw the harm on an iron. It's just the harm was for a PVP weapon. I, I just remember like I got my harm and I was not even 20 mil fire making. I literally had to do like 30 mil, yeah. f- 30 mil fire making just to like, yeah, get a few hundred kills in using it and just enjoying it. And then I'm like, dude, this is just, this is a problem. And that's it. Yeah. And it surprises me how expensive it was on release as well. Like, I understand it's the best in slot mage DPS at the time, but like mm-hmm. 1.4, 1.5 bill for this orb for an like, increased tick on your major tax speed. Like, holy crap. I mean, it, like, was, it was mainly for PKers, I think. Like, just yeah. that weapon combos, is oh, so brutal in, in, in yeah. the wilderness. It's brutal. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, Fire Surge hitting 50s at like it's four disgusting. tick. Oh. Yeah, it is. It was real good for setting up those. It's just like the delay as well of doing the fire surge. By the time the projectile's already towards them, you're already coming in with your spec, and like yep. they just die. It's great. Yep. Yeah, night. Oh. Iron Man. Yeah, it was kind of useless. It was just you literally got it from Nightmare to use it for Nightmare. I didn't really use it outside of that because I was too scared of using the charges. Yeah. No. It was. That's literally what it felt like. Just it's impossible to upkeep, and the chores really never end either. If like for example, I don't know if you're a blood shard user. I'm addicted to the blood fury. I can't. Oh stop yeah, using it especially now. for the Vardorvis now. Oh, those prolonged so trips. Oh good. With it's... like SGS or like Ancient God Sword and yeah. blood. Oh, it's so much better. It I is love it. So good there. But that's like one of those chores that is endless now. Yeah, I've, I I can't even tell you how much feeding I've done there. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous, and you go like sometimes fifteen thousand pickpockets dry at one point. I'm sure a lot of people can say this. And you're just thinking, is this even worth it? You know. I know that's how. That's what it always feels. So you're probably well. I don't know what your thieving level is or your thieving XP. What's that at? Oh, I'll have to double check. I have no idea myself. Because eventually I'll, you I'll will get to 200 mil. mil, and then it's like, oh shit! Like, yeah. do I keep doing this post? I mean, that's I'm not crazy close, thing. Have you but... have you done any blood shards recently? Because the bots there right now are absolutely crazy. Like Dude. there's bots who will stay there out you know like 200 mil at a time and just not get banned. Dude, I, don't I understand am, that. I have been. F- I have been literally yelling about that just on yeah, it's my rambles and everything. I'm like, dude, well, first of all, the bots have gotten so crazy that you log in and they will insta-log out just instantaneously. Like you'll, you'll yeah. have some of the bots that'll do that and then you'll have some that like just don't give a fuck because like you said, they're literally 200 mil thieving mm-hmm. and they're still doing it and they're fine. So it's like, why, why even screw I'll just point? keep going, you know, why <laughs> not? They probably make a bank, you know, just selling off these blood shots for pieces and stuff like so so here's the problem is like we have the main okay main accounts seem to not care as much like just people that are like blind to it like that just will never do that content which is main it's like there's no way a main would just normally do that content they don't care and they actually kind of welcome it because now it's giving a really valuable item just a really low cost because you got bots doing it and i mean it's it's like what five six mil right now like that is a pretty solid price i can imagine without the bots 10 mil plus at that point you're thinking is it even worth using on a main like yeah probably not they do go fast especially with a scythe like that yeah oh my god they burn through but the the problem is like i was even talking to um i can't remember who i was talking to but it was the idea or, or it was like um 
you know how main accounts will just buy magpies or whatever for their hard clue grinds? Yeah, they, like for the clues and yeah, yeah, one in twenty five rate. Yeah, they were like freaking out about like the it, it, that it's not worth it now to even do like uh. things. like 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 you lose money now if you uh, want to do hard clues. And I was just surprised that you ever profited money doing it. But yeah, like the thing is, even a thing? Is like. like Clues items are barely anything. They are all bots doing it. Like, there is no real players that are genuinely going to Piro Piro sitting all day <laughs> and then selling the magpie implings on the Grand Exchange. Like, there's just no <laughs> way. And I'm like, dude. I mean, yeah. maybe that was me the first year of old school, but like, not anymore, maybe not anymore, though. you know? Yeah. I love Piro. I don't know what it is. I just love Piro Piro. It's just nostalgic for me. And like, I just love starting an account with that and just seeing the item appear in your inventory. It's like loot openings, you know? Mm -hmm. You get something out of stacking up all these points. And just seeing what items you get. And for, for me and Puro, because you can get to that point in a few days on like a new account, it's just it's just nice every time. Dude, I, I was like the variety. You got you got it made. Like the fact that you enjoy Hunter as a skill, that is a great skill, skill to love. Yeah. I know. That is yeah. a great skill to love because I hate it. And that it's so beneficial on a new account. It's so beneficial. It's, it's just so easy. Okay. What it is for me is you can start it without anything else. I love skills like that where you don't need to go out your way to like chore of a stuff to do the skill i just like to mm -hmm. jump straight into it and i feel like with this it's got like no quest tied to it nothing like that obviously they added eagle's peak now for the box trap because all the bots and that but mm, yeah yeah no there wasn't anything tied to it before like you could literally just start up and you'd be at chins within like under 24 hours of your account and then you were making bank because even black chins when they first came out this was i think just before i'm mode they brought up black chins and they were going for like four or five k and you got to imagine the first year of old school like this was bank you could buy like all your best slimes after that hunting these yeah, that's crazy. Four and five k, four to five k back then was yeah, they, just so release. Yeah, it's because they just obliterated Armadil, so yep. people were buying out these chins. Obviously, training their account with them as well. They were just too good, like and just very, very easy to uh, source as well. So lots of people were doing it, and surprisingly, there wasn't many PKs when they were first released actually hunting them. Because I mm. think at the time you didn't actually get them as a drop. Oh, they just disappeared. Them. Right? Yeah, they just disappeared, so it wasn't really worth it. Oh damn. And back then, you could just release them as well. I think nowadays, That's you can't it. even do yeah. that. Yeah, I think you had inbox mechanics back then as well, where you could literally just do it from anywhere. Oh, I think it wow. might have been above below 30, but the inbox mechanics were definitely different to where you could just bank them all. Okay. So it just wasn't worth PK in there. If you were there in like no gear at all, like it's just stay off them, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe for the off chance they've forgot something, but yeah, yeah. it just wasn't really worth it. Yeah, Hunter was definitely the way to go. So let me ask, what's your least favorite skill? If Hunter's your favorite. I'd say mining. I just I just hate like individually clicking rocks. For me, I enjoy mining when it's AFK. Mm. So if I'm doing like, say, because for the pet right now, I'm doing Amethyst, right? But mm. I just love it with the superior gloves. You know, you get that chance of it respawning straight away. And you just kind of don't even think about it. You look back at your XP, you're like, okay, I've gained like two mil. And you've yep. also got... Lots of stuff that's useful for your account as well, like the amethyst darts, your arrows, and that. Mm -hmm. So for me, the skill needs to be like worth for other stuff, but also an option where I can do it on the side as well. So when I was doing like say iron or power mining iron ore for that, or like free tick four G granite, I, I just didn't enjoy it because for me, it just got me in the mindset of having to watch the XP and being like, okay, you know, I've got forty k to go. <laughs> Could it be? Um, yeah, yeah. I just didn't like the format. You know, I just preferred kind of having it on the side so i ended up doing like a lot of move alert mine to my 99 when i was going for max yeah it's kind of a shame the the spot that mining's in it's like 
like you say with Hunter, it's you are literally getting heavily rewarded for your time. And so the XP, you don't even care about the XP. Exactly, you're just, yeah. You're getting useful stuff the whole way through. I'll say if it's benefiting other skills, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But mine don't get me wrong. Is... I mean, mine has got lots of content. Like they've got the, obviously, Blast Mine. Now you've got, I guess Zorkana is not really a, a, a method, but that combined with Giant's Foundry now is one of the most OP things for Iron Man it Smith. And like, oh my God. so broken. Yeah. If you camp at Zorkana, you're like, you don't have to worry about Goldor anymore. The whole yeah. Blast Furnace buying is, is not even a thing anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Unless you, I guess you put some more XP than 99, but. Yeah, I feel I would rather do Giants Foundry now over Goldor. I mean, what's your thoughts on like Giants Foundry as like a piece of content? Well, Giants like Foundry, the the problem is is like okay, so I I think the fundamental design of like okay, let's let's have a more rewarding place to use your bars, like a place where you yeah. can use fewer bars. I think that's fine. I think they probably went a little extreme on it. I think it's like eighty percent. Something it's like something ridiculous where like mm-hmm. you really don't need that many bars, but. My problem is the actual core gameplay of it is so right. boring. It's so yeah. boring. It's repetitive. And I think that's what a lot of old school is. But there are certain things that do stand out where you're just like, oh, I have to do like another 20 swords for this level. And it's like, oh. It's like, okay, so I- I'm actually really okay with the repetitiveness in most skilling methods. I think that's yeah. like fundamental to what skilling should be. But... Oh my god, like it's like there's something about Giant's Foundry that just like irritates me. It's like that bar that's slowly lowering and like you're trying mm-hmm. I think it's also something in my mind that's trying to be like as efficient as possible. So I'm trying to like right. squeeze out you have to, like, like wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to squeeze out every little bit and I'm literally just seething at the mouth because I'm just getting <laughs> irritated that like it's one thing away. So I have to run all the way back over, click the thing again, uh. wait, go all the way back. I'm like, dude, I am losing my mind right now. Like this yeah, and you have to like try hard for the extra thing that pops up, like yep. the extra yep. boost and or something. It's and it's like one of those things where you have to have constant kind of focus, but it, it's like it encourages you to have a little bit of focus, but you also always have to be focused because that's it. Ah, uh, uh, I hate I hate that. I'll like, tell you what though, there is plugins these days that literally highlights everything for you, and it's so brain dead now. That's You've got true. like the Giants Foundry Helper, and it's just oh. Because it highlights when it's rare, when you can't like obviously cool it down anymore. Or I, I think yeah. the I think the thing is is like it it came out in the game. Giants Foundry is in the game now. It's like it's whatever. But I think that the fundamental gameplay could have been so much better. And the yeah. vast majority of the player base just it's like we can't even see how much better it could have been because like we're so pigeonholed into just being like, oh, all skilling's got to be boring. Let's try to get it over with as quick as possible so we can max. It's like, there's no, like, Hunter, you can, like, you as a player can actually enjoy Hunter the whole way through. With yeah, Giant's Foundry, it just feels like you're just trying to get done with it. Like, just, ugh, just get this over with. I hate it's that. It's kind of like, I've got this amount of bars just, you know, banging out, you know. Yeah. I can understand that, yeah. I mean, with Hunter and, like, doing chinning all the way to 99, it's kind of like you've got that level goal there. You kind of get into a rhythm. It's quite therapeutic with the free tick, one tick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you just kind of roll with it and just enjoy the the levels. You get that kind of dopamine from hitting each level milestone. Well, but yeah. Let me let me ask you about forestry. What are your thoughts on that? Have you done much? Uh, I did it day of release, and honestly, as a day of release piece of content, I was quite unsure of how I was going to think about it. But involving everyone, it was actually quite fun. It's just. 
straight away there were like activities which you just wanted to avoid like that b one on the release oh mm-hmm. my god we were just running to avoid that as soon as it's but we were like guys do not bring these b sticks <laughs> screw this event like it was horrible yeah. forestry overall though for me um honestly like for woodcutting for me is a skill i only do if i want to afk mm-hmm. like, i would have said it redwoods or something but making it more interactive i mean i guess it works like I probably wouldn't go out my way to do forestry out of just AFK woodcutting. I'm more of a kind of, you know, in the background woodcutter. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it makes the XP faster. Some people are going to be unhappy about that. It kind of devalues, you know, the fast woodcutting methods like two tick teaks a little bit more or one point five tick teaks. Um, yeah. I mean, on release, it was ridiculous. Like you could hop around worlds and just literally get so much XP doing the events. It's kind of nice for bringing people together, but it's not going to stay like that for the first, you know, after the first month. It's going to be very died down. Now. You've got like a dedicated world for it now. That's probably the only where it's going to be, you know, popping. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, it's just back to normal, isn't it? So overall, uh, it was fun on day of release, but yeah, it wouldn't be something I go out of my way to do. Like, I just wouldn't want to sit there and just be like, yeah, let's make woodcutting even more click intense, you know? Like, nah. yeah. Yeah. Unless it's... I wanted. Like I, I'm, in, I'm in that position and you're probably in it as well where like well, especially if you were just playing your main Iron Man. I know you're playing like on farmers right now, but like yeah. I, I have no incentive to do woodcutting. So I have to remind myself, like, no. I have a bias clearly, like I have zero incentive to do this. But at the same time, like I wish they would have kept I, I think my problem is I think they went a little bit just overboard with just um, overhauling woodcutting as a skill. Like, I would be okay right. with events in certain areas or whatever, but the fact that it's just all throughout the game it's now... It's changed all of it, yeah. Everything's changed. Like, you can cut a tree and suddenly you've got some flower popping up next to you, like, huh? Yeah. What, what is this? But I love I love that they changed, like, tree mechanics to incentivize chopping with your friends. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that was the best part That is cool, it. yeah. That the was fact great. that you had to avoid before, and now yeah. it kind of feels like, you know, back in the day we had all these bots chopping one tree, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no downside to doing it. Yeah. Uh, it does make, obviously, old school seem like more alive in some parts. But as I said, like, it's only going to be popping like that in the forestry world. Yeah. You'll only go around and be able to see people like that in a dedicated space, I feel. Um, what about sailing? Ooh. What are your okay. thoughts on that? And, I'm, and what... I am very pro sailing. Okay. Let what... me get this straight now. So out of the three that were proposed, you were more sailing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had, I, I definitely was pretty fair on the other two as well, like, the other two did sound like pretty cool ideas. Taming was more like, ooh, I could see this as like a limited thing, but as a whole time skill, I don't know. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be summoning Esk as much, but I could see it getting to that point where they could power creep over the years to where your followers would get really powerful. Mm-hmm. So that for me was off the board straight away. I was like, that probably won't happen. It's a cool idea. Um, but no. With uh, shamanism, that one for me... Now that I look back on it, would work the best as like just a core skill, you know, getting resources and that. But I feel like it could turn into a bit of like a, a herbal or two where you're just collecting loads of resources. There. Like as a man, you could probably just buy the ball to train the skill. Mm-hmm. But as an iron, like you'd be slaving away at like, you know, mushrooms and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> overall, like I thought it would bring in too much power creep as well with that because then be, they'd be adding like augments to armor in that when they could be doing that with like future bosses and kind of leaving the field open. Because I imagine one of the hardest things to do now as a dev is to think about what rewards come with like a new boss or something. 
we're getting to a point where there's like no niches left. You know, where, where do they go with this? So I feel like saving it for that kind of PVM stuff is is nice. So base skill shamanism, yeah, it would work, but I didn't really agree with some of the rewards in that. Um, with sailing, though, yeah, I don't know. I've just always been pro sailing. Um, like I, I made a video when I was literally 13 of why sailing should be a skill. Like it's a very old YouTube video. Um, <laughs> I was on about like, yeah, you're going around the ocean and kind of doing like agility and that. Just very like base ideas and doing like battleships. Because um, there was a, a game at the time I played, which was another MMO, which was big on Miniclip, where I found RS, and it was called Puzzle Pirates. Yeah, and like you could go out. It was a click-to-move game. You could go out on pillage with your friends and that, and there was like little puzzles you used to do to kind of get your ship to work. Um, so I just kind of latched onto sailing like as a concept like that, and I think they've done an okay job so far with like bringing out blogs and getting you know more people involved. I think people are way more interested now in sailing than they would have been just seeing the poll when they first announced the free skills. Yeah. They're kind of bringing it to life a lot more with like all the artwork and that. And that's something that old school does really well now. You know, they get like yeah. the concepts going and they get the videos behind the scenes. So I think it could work. Yeah. There's going to be boring parts of it. But there's also going to be like mini game feeling parts of it as well. But I think it could be quite fun. Yeah. I'm very pro sailing. Yeah. I was initially when they first proposed them, out of the three, I actually was pretty excited for taming, but then they actually yeah. talked about it, and it was like they had no idea what they even wanted to do with taming. No, no. And it was going to be a hard one to balance. They're so conflicted, too, because like the vast majority of the player base like is so scared, is scared to death of summoning. So mm. taming couldn't ever have any actual impact in the rest of the game. It was just like basically training your little pocket pets. I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> this is not right. It's kind of like hunting already, but having more perks to it, you know? Yeah. I just didn't know which direction it was going to go. Like on release, maybe it would be balanced, but then like, where do you take it after that? How do you tie it in? Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought of it as like Pokemon kind of thing. Like just going out and catching these animals. That's literally what it felt like. So I eventually just completely uh, converted to team sailing and uh, I'm excited for oh, it yeah. as well. So, yeah, but you're What's right. What's like going to be the most exciting aspect for you with sailing though? Is it like the kind of exploration or it's the random it's, stuff on the ocean? Uh, I would say it's definitely the exploration. I really am. I'm hoping, even though I'm an Iron Man and I know this probably would have like zero effect on me, I would love it if they were to come out with PvP sailing. Oh, they totally will. They'll make it happen somehow. Yeah. If they do that, they okay, first of all, like they have to do it well cuz like they have to understand you have a completely fresh slate to make yeah. balanced PVP and to write a vision of what you want this to be in the future as well. Like you could perfectly balance this if you really tried. Mm. And that is so exciting to me. Like if there was sailing wars with your ships out in deep wildy waters and there's like oh, that would be sweet. Like PVP battles out there, that would be so sick. I'm trying to think how they could balance it in a gameplay perspective though because you can't really just have like Okay, so the core RuneScape obviously attack mechanics is just like clicking on each other and hoping for damage, right? Uh -huh. I can't really see that happening with ships. That would look so clunky and weird, just having two ships kind of next to each other, firing like cannons and that. Like, what? I imagine it could be like... Okay, I'm, I'm going back to Puzzle Pirates with this, okay, because okay. when you used to do these battles with other ships on yeah. like the ocean, you used to have like kind of a grid system, and you'd have to do take it in terms of moves to kind of move your ship into position to fire a cannon at someone. So it's like very strategic. You only got like a certain amount of moves per and you have to be like very lucky to where you would move your ship to hope that would line up with theirs to fire cannons and that. Mm. 
I feel like they could go that direction with this to make it kind of tactical, kind of like Battleships-esque. But then when it comes, obviously, to the PvP aspect, you could just board each of the ships and just do what you would normally do, like, you know, tribrid hybrid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm like, thinking... Okay, so, so in my head... They've already decided that, so uh, sailing, you can move on your ship as your character, and you can also move your yeah. ship at the same time, which I think is great. I'm glad they decided to go down That's that a road. really cool mechanic, yeah. I Pick up the engine awesome. team for that. Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking, okay, if we, because I was also thinking of tri-bridding. So, like, you could you could tri-brid and also move your ship and have cannons and whatever. But then I was thinking, you know what would, like... This is in my head, and this would be a restriction, I guess, but I think this yeah. would, could actually be cooler, is if, like, on pirate ships in deep, wildy waters in PvP zones, you cannot use, like, um, I don't know, I was just thinking, like, maybe you can't even use range or mage. It would have to be, like, you, you physically have to board the other ship and attack with melee. So it's, like, okay. really, like, classic pirate style. So it's, like, you kind of have this... I don't know, because the thing that I worry about is just... It becoming completely dominant on just maging and ranging the whole thing, and this is like oh, so that would feel very authentic though, like forcing you to do a certain mechanic. Yeah, they could I... literally lock certain parts of the ocean to do that, like mm-hmm. PvP zone, and only have like certain styles. So yeah, yeah, maybe like shipboarding battles where you have to do that. Yeah, who who knows how it would be? Because you are right, like there's going to be a ton going on, like just with. I would imagine you probably have to repair your ship like mid fight as well if you're like a cannon. Yeah, I, who knows? This is. This is something that the team needs to just figure out, but it's very open at the moment. Yeah, they yeah. got to decide like which direction they want to go with this kind of stuff. Because I imagine with PvP battles and ships, that's one of the last things they're going to worry about. I imagine they want yeah, to focus on like the course training of the skill right now. This is probably going to be something that's not even released with the skill. It'll be something at a later date, mm-hmm. and I reckon it won't even be prioritized to be honest. Because it's just a very hard thing to balance and like which direction you can go. Yeah, and they probably mentioned it in a blog, but. That's definitely the way to go. Like, wait, wait until sailing's like really, f- yeah, just cemented in. It. Like, we're we're good with how this feels. Do you think they should tie in with like the different quests already, like cabin fever? Like, maybe go back oh, to yeah. an NPC and claim sailing XP. Oh yeah, I think I'm, so. I think so. Yeah, keep it authentically. Like that way, it feels it's been part of the game for like you know years already. I feel yeah. Um. I think that's the way to go. Uh, they could even like go into like past dialogues with a lot of like those pirate quests and stuff, and just make it so you know it feels like you're actually sailing. Like I, I'm yeah, cool with that. Offensive. The thing I really want are Easter eggs. If they can just add like a million okay. different Easter eggs, where it truly feels like you're exploring and you're finding shit that nobody else has found, or it feels yeah. like at least like that's cool. That would be. I amazing. feel like they're very good at that these days, though. Like even with Guardians of the Rift. There's like that SpongeBob reference with like the houses yeah. and that. Um, I mean, they've done a lot like that over the years. I feel like even with the crack the clue stuff, they could easy hide stuff and like you'd have to actually find it in that. Mm-hmm. And maybe after like a month, someone still hasn't found something that needs to be explored. Yeah. That would be freaking cool. I was t- I, so I, you could pull it off. The the thing that worries me is like so I was talking to Mod Ed a couple of weeks ago and he was just saying like Easter eggs nowadays with like just how smart the player base is and with how they're able to like make plugins and stuff like they can literally see easter egg like if if jagex doesn't do a brilliant job of hiding these things in other code like basically the wiki team and like other people that are just super into you know yeah. the code like they find it players. immediately basically so it was like that one they did with tombs of a mask with the mask i think it was it was oh, like uh yeah. 
a mascot's mask and like people trying to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. and like i look at the soul for it now of how you actually get the item I'm like how did people work this out like it's so random like you're going <laughs> yeah. around different parts of the game you're like getting these random items it's like huh how do you get to that point like, yeah i have no idea i would not be able to do it myself i guess when you got that many brains together though like you can probably solve it eventually. Yeah. And it's so impressive when like crack the clues come around. I know. And you've got these dedicated discords all coming together and like working out. Like Dude. it takes months at a time, but it is impressive. Dude, those classic Wook streams of him trying to figure out like the first crack the clue. Yeah. Those the are nature awesome. rude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was he's, great. he's in like Photoshop with like map pieces like rotating yeah. them. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is so cool. I think he developed like a whole program just to kind of map out like certain parts of the map for the clue or something. Mm. Like it was some big brain stuff. Very, very impressive. I think that's why Wooks will be one of the goats of RuneScape, just because he doesn't really just good. He's not really look like just good at the game. He's like an innovator as well. He comes up with these methods and like you just kind of learn from it. It's like he brings it out from nowhere, just he- from his like coding knowledge and that. He's totally a pioneer with his game. Like he, yeah, like you yeah, said, he, he will forever be. One of the all-time RuneScape goats. Like he's definitely up there, my, my top one. Mm-hmm. Big up Wooks. Big up Daddy Wooks. I think of like okay, so who are? I'm just trying to think of like top five RuneScape players. I always obviously Zezima's got to be up there. Yeah, I think Zezima definitely Wooks. I think I even think Exact. You could throw Exact in there. Oh yeah, his. I mean his recent run. I mean it's not really recent now. It went a, a while yeah, ago, but yeah, that one defense hardcore. Oh. Crazy. That is so impressive. Just how he could bang out these hard mode TOBs and just make it look like nothing. You got to realize, like, doing deathless TOBs that consistently for a long time is so Crazy. hard to pull off. Crazy. And what do you think of uh, Mutz's current hardcore run as well? Dude, he with is, what he's achieved. He is That's such impressive. a gamer. Like, yeah, bruh, he has made so many hardcores and he had never gave up. He just kept remaking, and now he has arguably the greatest hardcore account of all time. 100%. Yeah, he has literally like trained himself up to a point now to where he just knows every part of the hardcore mode. You know, he's like on point with the tellies. Like there is clips that you'll see of him having these close calls, but he's just ready to react to the, to like know what's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's how to play hardcore in my eyes. You, d- you need to know how to die in all these different situations in order to know <laughs> yeah. how to get it in that situation, you know? Dude, the fact that like okay so i just i'm thinking of like his deaths and then he immediately has a comeback and i swear to yeah. god within six <laughs> months he's surpassed everything he's ever done i'm like what the like how, how I did know, you even get like, to this point like yeah, right. <laughs> i always feel like when i think of streamers who deserve more recognition he is oh, one yeah. of the ones who do mutz is so underrated so is underrated. very very impressive yeah he is such a beast gamer. Like, dude, that it's it's like I, I would never be able to get a Zuckhelm on a hardcore. I just no, I'd be I could too never scared. do that. I could never do that. You could think about like doing some of the tasks, but when you actually are there doing it, the nerves is unreal. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I've had some situations on this hardcore group recently where you'll be at like say Huntliff with zero food, and it's a few HP and you'll just feel nerves knowing that you could get one banged at any time. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different situation when you're actually there playing it. Yeah. It's just, I can imagine him doing that, um, Hydra one, the no pressure one. Oh, oh my God. God, dude, watching, <laughs> no. 
watching. I'm gonna put myself through that. I was watching those clips of him doing that. Like I, I went back yeah. into his vod because I wasn't there live, and I was just saying, I'm like, bruh, like you are on, <laughs> the, like those electrocution thingies that are following him. I'm like, Terrifying. I am just tense as hell looking at that. I hate it. Yeah. Just knowing that you can get one hit any time with one mistake, like oh you just have God. to sit there and practice for the longest time. I imagine that's what the the awakened boss is going to be like if he's going to attempt those. Dude, that he, would be the next he, big thing, right? He's going to be attempting those if he gets blood Torva on that account. I'm not. So you can't be it. Like <laughs> he is the great. I, I would literally put him up there with top five players of all time. Like, yes, definitely. It, it doesn't matter what. So so like, there's always going to be that. Um, discussion of like who is actually the best like who actually has the best skill it's like it doesn't matter at that point because he has it, it doesn't like you can't compare him to a player hypothetically getting to that point because mutz actually did it that's the difference like mutz actually has a zuck on a hardcore yeah, and, if and he he's been so consistent over the years as well with no it. he is just he's crazy he is cracked at this game You've got to obviously shout out like the non-contacrators as well with it. Like obviously Praisefoot being the first guy to get the uh, yep. Zookam as well. Yep. Super impressive gamer. It's just obviously people who don't get themselves out there with content creation, automatically people are going to think, you know, who they've seen on the screen. They're mm-hmm. going to go, okay, this guy's the go because they know who he is. But I imagine the talent we have with like hardcore players behind the scenes, it must be even more insane. Like I could definitely see people doing it, but without having the dedication or the time to put into like, you know, lots of hours. Mm-hmm. I imagine people getting to that point and wasting all those hardcore hours is probably not worth it. You know, yep, yep. if you're going to go for a Zook cow, you want to be able to flex it right yeah. on a hardcore. So I feel like it's just not worth it to throw away your whole account. Yeah. I'm, I'm still torn between um, praise foot and mutts right now being like the greatest hardcore accounts. And the only reason I'm both up there, honestly. Yeah. Like they're, they're pretty equal right now. I mean, Praise Foot's maxed and he has a ton of XP, which I, I do consider that part of it. It's like there's more risk Definitely, involved. Yeah. But if Mutz gets Blood Torva, it's over. Like it's just over. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> to be fair, like um, I think Jake C got it on his ultimate recently as well. Like that for me is super impressive on an Jake ultimate. Jake C is crazy at this game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely one of the uh goated players right now in my eyes doing being able to do that. I mean, the amount of luck he had on his iron as well, getting all those staffs, you know, I'm just there, like, this guy gets a staff every other week. Like, yeah, he is, like plus stuff. He's, he's crazy at the game. And you know what? Like, I met him in person, uh, like, a few months ago. He is seriously so fun to be around. He is yeah. such a funny dude. He's got a really fun energy, I yeah. feel, on his streams he, and yeah. just gets everyone involved, you know. Just automatic hype when he exactly. speaks, you know. Exactly. Oh. He's got, like, a very unique kind of feel yeah yeah do, do you uh have you ever watched a noob type stream that d- yes that his toa stuff oh my he god is crazy <laughs> did you know he held all four awakened boss pbs at one time just like a week yes, ago yes i did see the tweet of that Bruh. yeah he's he's very consistent himself i mean yeah. whenever i see like a mass toa going on like eight people it's always him at the end carrying this last <laughs> water and he just dodges everything i'm like Okay, how do you do it? Like, yeah, he is. It takes a insane. lot of practice, I imagine, but he's on another level. I think he did like a video, right? When it, they first brought out TOA, and there was a glitch where you could actually do all of the time invocation as well. So you could actually bump up the level to like 700 and something, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made a video of him soloing all of that. That for he me. Is, oh my God. What he a video. Is so crazy. Like, he literally risked it. He got banned for two weeks because of it, too. I'm like, you're exactly, a legend. Yeah. You're a legend. Yeah. 
for content creation. And it was actually a very entertaining video as well. Like, he did it all with the music and everything. Like, honestly, like, I, I hope he does well with his content creation now. Like, he actually puts out really good stuff. Yeah. But, uh, see, I can definitely see him uh, getting bigger. See, this is like where it becomes unfair because even if you are, like, because I would 100%, I would say noob type is way better mechanically right now than Wooks currently yes definitely, obviously yeah. Wooks is like the goat when you look at his history of the game but that's like the unfairness is like even if you are way better than these absolute goats that we all consider it doesn't matter like you have to prove yourself for so long just to mm -hmm. make a name for yourself that's like yeah secure. for me it's the consistency and being able to come up with ideas out of nowhere if you're a player you can do the stuff mechanically but also come up with it as well yeah that for me makes you like one of the top players do... Because anyone can replicate something after so many like attempts, right? And you know, do like blood tover. But being yeah. able to do the tiles and that, yep. and kind of be the first guy to do it, you got to be more very well rounded for eyes. sure. Yeah, definitely. What are your uh, okay? So I don't know if you follow Port Cazard on Twitter. Yes, that... I have seen some of his achievements as well. Yeah, he, he's he's the one. To, let me just paint this picture. He he's the one. You you might have seen this. You might not have. But he did. The fight caves don't lose a prayer point. Oh, off task, <laughs> and did it under the grandmaster time. How at, like, one, at the same time uh, he did all three of them at the same fucking time. Dude, I was so stressed doing that one prayer point one. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I Bro. can only imagine. Like, I'm not taking your time in it as well. Like speed running. <laughs> he did it in nah. under 26 minutes off task. Didn't lose a prayer point. <laughs> It just makes me feel bad at the game, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I struggled on the fire game speed. It took me multiple attempts. I had to yeah. go get the task, you know? He is so crazy. He is... And, and the thing is, he doesn't even care because he's not even... He doesn't even care about the content creation. He'll, he'll post some of his achievements on Twitter, but he, like, he just yeah. doesn't care. He'll just, like, come out of nowhere and be like, I've done this, you know? Yeah. I think he did a, a solo next kill as well, right? When it was yep. the red door click? The only I, player to do it or something? Yeah, I think... He either got it or... Yeah, I think he did get it. You're right. I can't remember. But if he got the it most right. impressive thing for me about that kill wasn't the actual kill count. It was how long he was in there. Three hours for this kill. That was it. So You're right. you can imagine like how consistent you'd have to stay to stay alive and all those like red clicks as well. It's Just more an endurance crazy. test for me. It, like uh, what? It is. Yeah. he And he's the one that did... Um, the Zuck without ever hitting Zuck. It was all like vengeance and some weird glitch. Jeez. Just what is going on? <laughs> like you just he's coming out with stuff you didn't even know was possible until he does <laughs> it. You're like, wow, okay, this is a mechanic. Like I did not know you could actually KO Zook like that. I thought you just died to the ball every time. Yep. If obviously you, you got the max hit. Yep. He I did not know you could survive it. He, he just finds ways to glitch it, and uh, it's just insane. And, and it's not even like, oh, you found the way to glitch it. Yeah, you cheated. It's like, dude, you have to now sit in there for God knows how long. Exactly. Not not anyone can do that. You yeah. still have to be, obviously, knowing the mechanics and kind of actually knowing the core stuff that goes on with a boss to be able to do that. Because any other person would try it once, like to tick eat that, and they would just die. Dude, you remember when Exact was... Uh, practicing and he was like trying to stack the four majors with yeah. jad and like 
I'm like, bro, how, how did you even get to the point where you understood that this is even possible? Like the amount of times you had to fail just to go back and try it again and like to figure out these safe spot tiles. Yeah, like, and you had to make on? a new account every time because oh. to get a, a, the lowest combat, you have to trade at the account, do desert treasure, get ancients again, just for an attempt. Like, And do a fire cape. And do the that's fire cape. That's the yeah. crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, I even forget about that. You have to get a fire cape as well on yeah. top of that. It's oh disgusting. He did Which it means like that room times. would have to be good too to keep the combat low. Yeah. Realistically. You'd have to do like recall and probably ticky in as well just to like minimize the combat XP. Bruh. That was so... And you know what? This is... Again, this is, comes down to like the sad part is Afzal. He's another content creator. He did a 39 combat. I'm pretty sure he even did a 38 oh, combat. And he gets no exposure for it. Because yeah. He's just not as well known. Like it's just publicity. That's it. That's the only thing I know him for. Just for obviously this inferno, and I've seen clips of him doing it, and I'm just there like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what? What just happened? Like, where, where did this clip come from? You know? Yeah. So we got like these hidden gamers that are out there doing incredible stuff, but you know that's just not how. That's not how the uh, hum, human. They, it's not how no. human like brains work we just go exactly. to like whatever's the most it's popular. whoever's in the limelight exactly yes. whoever's got the exposure who's got themselves out there but at the end of the day there's probably you know tens of more gamers who can do exactly the same thing they just don't want to obviously get the recognition or they just don't have the time to really dedicate to it that's it i mean mm -hmm. at the end of the day like content creators can obviously play more which means they've got more time to do this kind of stuff um yeah it just comes down to obviously being able to put out the content in my eyes yep yeah, you got to be able to market it. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about getting yourself out there and marketing it as well. Yeah. Word of mouth, I feel. Mm -hmm. As soon as one person sees you, does it, and they're like, "Yo, post on Twitter or something." Um, I want to go back uh, to when you kind of first started streaming. What? When? Ah, nostalgia. When did streaming first appear to be like lucrative enough to go full time with it? Was it pretty quick? Oh yeah, it was probably like a year in because. The first six months, I was obviously just playing my Zerka. Back then, old school was a very simpler time. You know, you just kind of did PKing all day, did the bosses that were available. And that was about it. It was like very kind of simple grind. You know, I just kind of sat there and killed 10k blue dragons. And for some reason, people tuned in and kind of chilled alongside me just to train my range up. But when it came around to Ima mode, that's where you start to sort see the growth, you know. Mm -hmm. It was just unreal because it was a new game mode. People wanted to see who was furthest ahead. And for some reason, my Iron Man, like, year one was just spooned on everything. Like, God Wars was just insane, like, completing that really, really fast. Um, I remember when we got the first Sigil as well, doing those long kills. That was kind of up there. It was just wild. So, alongside, obviously, doing that on content creation, a lot of people are going to hear it, see the clips, and it just, you know, extends your channel. And it's a big word of mouthing. Like, I've got to give props to, you know, other content creators like Boaty, who just... You know, was just always shouting me out and always giving the recognition saying like, you know, this guy's content and that. And that's why I'm always very grateful to, you know, people at the time who really tuned in and kind of talked about my content because I wouldn't be in the position I was now for them. So I'm always very grateful for that. What did your parents think when they started seeing like your stream popping off? They're very open-minded. They, um, as soon as I told them like I wanted to drop out of uni and kind of do content creation, they were like, wow. As long as you know what you're doing. That's the famous line. As long as you know Damn. what you're doing. But, you know, as soon as I start seeing the numbers, that's it. They're like, fair <laughs> enough, you know. You're doing something that you enjoy. I'm very, very happy for you, you know. 
at the time I was doing a, um, a degree in games development. I feel like if I would have progressed that, I maybe would have been on the other side. I maybe actually would have been at Jagex. Wow. Kind of doing like the, yeah, kind of doing the games development and the 3D modeling animation kind of stuff. Building the models. That's something I was very interested in when I was younger. Um, you know, I did that throughout college. I was very big into my art when I was younger. But for some reason, like on the side, I just always liked making quirky little videos, even for, like my own eyes and just content creation as well. It just kind of became more of a passion for me when I did streaming because mm. it was just a whole new thing for me and just being able to take it like and enjoy it with other people was just amazing to me like i just loved it it was just such a joy to go live every day and just being able to express your uh enjoyment for the game as well just do all these grinds alongside other people who were doing the same thing when was the best year of uh streaming for you oh i'd say I mean, if you compare it to these years now, like the years we're living now are just incredible as well because mm -hmm. it's like new content with the farmers that I've just never been used to doing with the group aspect. I'm very used to doing obviously like solo gameplay, kind of planning out the goals and just kind of sticking to a grind. But with this farmer stuff now, it's just so fun to bring all these communities together and really uh, knuckle down and just enjoy the game. Like it's just a whole new fun for me. I think if I were to compare it to a year when I was doing my Ironman only like 2015, 2014 was like big years. There was like a lot of viewers. I remember like just having 4K viewers just doing like a medium clue grind. Holy I was doing like shit. some sort of, yeah, yeah. Doing like some Bandos cloak grind. And for some reason, like just everyone just enjoyed tuning in and just seeing these clues every day. So that was a big peak for me. Yeah. So I would say I'm, I'm favorable to more the years now though, because it's just so consistent you know yeah yeah it's oh so there, there's actually another question i have on that so do you enjoy making new accounts or being a part of the farmers and creating an entirely new like thing with a group or would you rather continue to focus solely on your main iron man like how do you feel about that i think my main iron has got to a point now where it's kind of easier to set it aside because a lot of the goals that i initially did some myself are kind of done mm. At this point now, I'm doing like pet hunts and I'm trying to maintain obviously new items that are coming out. So when I do go back to my island, it will be focusing on the Desert Treasure 2 stuff. That's the only items we currently need. Um, but no, I think with Hardcore Group Iron, because it's such a different mode to Iron Man and a different feel, it's actually quite fun to remake. Whenever I thought about making a Hardcore, like I just knew that if I would die on it, I'd just have like another Iron Man, which would be useless. And it was yeah. the motivating to do that. For me, from a content perspective, like just sticking with my Ironman and doing these grinds that I enjoy and actually having the enjoyment there that people could see would make it better anyway. So I feel like with Hardcore Group, being able to have like that different feel to it is definitely what makes me want to play it. And I super get into it. Like not making a new account for that many years and then suddenly doing one in 2021 when it first came out. Oh, I was so addicted. And I am now cool. the second time around, you know, like because you've got that new like leveling up there again i'm not used to doing yeah i'm not like a max diamond and you got so, no you i, I got it. that like friendly competition within your team as well like he was gonna that's it yeah yeah and recently we had obviously oda's team um who were kind of friendly competition as well like mm -hmm. a lot of people would jump between the streams there and be like oh yeah they've only got you know two lives left now or <laughs> oh what's gonna happen you know so yeah I, lo I love that kind of friendly competition it's great it's really really good for uh all, all communities that are taking part as well would you ever, not an opportunity you want to pass up? Would you ever want to uh, 
have a new game mode come out, like a new, uh, uh, like entirely new mode, like as something similar to Iron Man that comes out um, and it's completely fresh. I mean, where do you go from this point? Though? I can't even imagine what a new game mode would look like because you have to kind of balance it in a way where it would work like Iron Man. It's such a simple thing, like no trading, but it changes so much of the game. Mm-hmm. And obviously hardcore, you're adding onto that with the no death thing that keeps it interesting. But I don't really know where you could go from there, like mode-wise. I think they're just better off sticking with probably the limited time gamers, like leagues. Like those are always enjoyable. If you look at a league, like the core gameplay of how it works, it literally gives you goals when you log on to keep you motivated to play. Like you've got a whole task list. That's what RuneScape's all about, you know, setting goals for yourself, being like, I'm going to do this today. And that's like thrown in front of you with this whole task list and point system. Like it's, it's very, very enjoyable whenever I play a league. I feel like that's a direction they could keep going rather than these limited or accounts, you know? That's true. There have been people that have, and including myself, I would love to see a league comes out that everyone is a main account. But there obviously right. is the fear of that being clan man mode or whatever. But yeah, the way, the way in, in my head to eliminate that, and I'm pretty sure Jagex has already mentioned it, is just to set a certain amount of, this is how you get Dragon Trophy. You get to 50,000 mm-hmm. points or whatever. And it's set in stone, so you, there's not like that odd competition toward the end where like clan man mode is just, just raising boosting the bar people, yeah. further and further. Yeah. So, what are your what are your thoughts on a main man league? I think it would work, but it's just so much easier for Dragix to keep it Iron Man because obviously setting the rules is a lot more simple. Saying no trading, you know, boosting and that because mm-hmm. they've probably learned from doing deadmans and seeing how clans would get ahead that it would become a thing in the league so they'd have to as you said balance the point system to where everyone could get dragon trophy but then the, does that take away from the hype of going for dragon trophy if anyone can get it that's what you got to think like would it work i think it's very hard to go outside of what they've already done and know that works which is why i'm thinking a league four would be a remake but maybe just added content because i remember when they did trailblazer desert had hardly anything but now you look at the desert and it's got so much stuff now. True. Like that would actually be a good pick. Because back then, you know, like the tasks were barely anything. I don't think there was even any grandmaster tasks. It was just go get like a major's wand or something. Like no one wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, they if they remade Trailblazer, that would actually pop up. I didn't even play it, but I know people loved it. Oh, it was fun, yeah. Because you could you had to pick like a certain combat style to uh go ahead with so you could be like an actual mage and feel like you were you know an, a mage in this game mode because all of your perks with like your damage and your attack speed all went into this one combat skill so like you would have to commit to it and there was like people who were just maging nightmare like think about our boss which is like the most ridiculous mage offense it was actually like the best in slot damage with like ice barrage or something it's ridiculous and that's what i love about league it kind of just throws everything you know and you just got to like relearn it in the moment yeah with a lot of uh, metas and stuff because of these perks that you get given I always love watching people. With the tasks. I always love po- watching people do the one tick blowpipe. Just this oh, glitchiest yeah. thing you're ever seeing. I think Wooks was the first person to, to actually get that perk. So I think it cool. might have been a trailblazer, and I just remember him putting on darts on his face, just dropping because of how ridiculous <laughs> it looked. Like the animations would just bug the hit splats would just. Oh, you literally just have to keep yeah. standing still because you don't want to lose ticks. So you're just standing. Yeah. <laughs> it was very fun. That's why I had to go range. I was like, I'm not passing up the opportunity to use this blowpipe. Yeah. Like, it just looks too fun. That's awesome. Yeah, they'll probably... I mean, they're definitely going to continue with leagues. Uh, I wonder if they're ever going to do, like, a King of the Skill again. Or um, 
Ooh, any sort of any sort of like just mini sort of idea that's not that big of a deal and doesn't take that much dev time, but something yeah. that can just be fun for a month or even like two weeks. I think it might be to do with the higher ups though, who are like pushing certain modes. That's the reason why we got like that uh, fresh start world. You know, it's probably just to mm-hmm. do with being like, okay, what's going to bring players into the game? What's going to bring in the memberships? You know, it's like something that's not much dev time, but also is quite fundamental for business, I feel, is yeah. a mindset for them with a lot of things. So, like, a king of the skill, yeah, I mean, it, it could work, but it's just, is there enough interest around it? I feel like with that kind of mode, it's for players who already know the skills well. Yeah. And are going to compete rather than bring in new people. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be a king of the skill either. It could just be, like, any sort of just Yeah, like a new game mode. Like, uh, who, can, who can get the... Uh, like what was the thing that they did with uh it was like you were only allowed to have like 24 hours or what what was the thing where it's like you were grinding for the most amount of total or, or wait was that king that of the was skill? king of the skill Holy yeah that shit, was, that king, was of the skill. king of the skill you had like a countdown because i remember it, i did the hunter skill for it and i remember it That's counting right. down the amount of hours you had to go and i was just doing this free tick chilling the entire time keep it all the gameplay like you'd go for a toilet break be like right log out keep my play time there Okay, King of the yeah. Skill was awesome, but it was awesome be- uh, because of the people going for total levels. That was sick. Yeah. Okay, that was the most impressive part. Yeah, if you did one skill, you didn't really experience how yeah. the mode, but the yeah. people who planned out their route, oh my God. That like, was you have sick. To be, yeah, you have to write it down to really get, get a good score on that. Dude, I'm not going to lie. So well. If they came out with a King of the Skill that was like just... It was all about total levels or something like that. I'm trying to think. Like, there's something really addicting and satisfying about somebody just really being able to um, execute amazing game knowledge in a short amount of time, and just being like, "How do you just mark out the most efficient yeah. path and actually execute it like perfectly?" Like that is that shit's incredible to watch as well. That's like, why the, the quest speedrun is quite impressive as well because people mm-hmm. who rush like Barra's clips on that, I think Eviescape did it again recently where he's like beating his time over and over oh, again. Oh yeah, he's crazy. Even that on a main. Yeah, having to like do all the skills and like obviously the, the efficient quest route as well. Because I imagine with that kind of thing, you have to do like multiple quests at once, right? The kind of... Yeah, you must the most have efficient. to. You're right. Like when you're running to a different part, you'd start a new quest and then progress that on the side yeah like for me i would just be too overwhelmed to be like what the hell am i doing now? <laughs> no I, that's this is not so much easier me. following the quest code no yeah. absolutely not for me but it's always fun to just watch like the cracked gamers doing that kind of stuff yeah with a king of the skill it makes such good content as well because on youtube you could like talk about your run after as well and just kind of all your thought process to why you went like a certain path and i mm. think that'll be super interesting for people to watch and might actually like teach people like certain skilling methods and routes as well they'd be like oh this is actually a thing you know yep because remaking accounts is a very popular thing i reckon people are always looking for that kind of stuff it would definitely get you out there if people were producing like the best way to do this and i think that's why i think osiris's guides have always been popular with like new accounts because yep. he just comes out with these such efficient routes and it's just very very uh impressive to read yeah i uh I, this is like the stupidest idea. I I doubt it would ever get like any like real people like wanting to do it. But I was always thinking what would be funny is a Benjamin Button mode where everyone starts oh, off maxed <laughs> and you try to lose as many levels as possible. There, there could probably would be, be like possible? There, there would be XP multiple. So basically what it is like you're 99 and yeah. you 
like for example like you could do already agility but as soon as you hit level 89 like you couldn't do it anymore so you have to like lower your stats to as low oh, as possible so it would get slower oh the mindset that you'd throw it off so yeah you'd, the xp would get slower over time oh god and the crazy thing is, is like with slayer and stuff like you could literally just completely block yourself from doing slayer if you were to like focus on combat for some odd reason and still have 99 yeah. slayer because you're your your dps would continually just lower and lower and lower so the only way to make it fun would to be like a i don't know maybe have like a 10x multiplier or something but just see yeah you'd have to do xp multipliers for like a limited mode yeah see the they mentioned a mode take. as well they mentioned something with a league where there'd be like random skills which would rotate and it would train an xp of a different skill so say you'd be doing woodkern and suddenly you'd be doing slayer and it would like mm. rotate every day and like you'd have to figure out which skill was which oh that'd be crazy that would be so weird like it would just throw you off so much there's... i can imagine just out of the way leagues would be the most fun that's something yeah. you're used to there's so many ideas and like people were even saying like for a league like you could have what's that thing where like it's like a randomizer where like they would randomize uh items in stores and stuff so you could go to like certain shops and just see like a random dragon warhammer or something you could buy just where they completely randomized like you're chopping a tree and instead of logs yeah. you get like chinchampas or something like that would be crazy oh god like how would you even like work out which route you're gonna go with that though like <laughs> it'd know. be such an rng mode wouldn't it like oh i'm just gonna <laughs> do this would could hope for this hammer to drop on the floor like <laughs> is it more worth to do this or do thieving i don't know yeah I don't know. That could, they have just unlimited ideas, though, technically, if they wanted to explore them. I'll say it just depends what the game allows. I just imagine these days they've got a lot more, like, engine capabilities to do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we've just seen that with even just recent content. Like, bosses now running at you now. It's, like, scary. Like, oh, yeah. That kind of stuff, that kind of stuff's kind of scares me what they could do with, like, future stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So, basically, I was killing the Whisperer, right? Yeah. And I thought, I'll try the Awakened version when it comes out. And I enter this Awaken fight, and there's a mechanic where you obviously have to freeze it when it freezes you in mm-hmm. place. You're like, okay, Uno reverse, I'll freeze you. But the boss starts running at you in the Awaken. I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is like throwing me off. Like, the stuff they can do with that kind of stuff is just crazy. And like, it's cool. The, yeah. The mechanics now and the animations all, all come together so nicely. Like, just the production level is just up there. Yeah. I love it so much. It gets me excited for like the future of PVM, like the fact that they have all these tools and they're and they're exploring new options. Like the just the mechanics of the awakened orbs. Like even though some people might not like how that works, it's cool that they're experimenting with things that just yeah are out of the blue. That will keep it a, like a pretty expensive item because people will want to attempt it a lot, and mm-hmm. people obviously worse at the content are going to spend more money doing it. Yep. You've got like the elite gamers who can do it in a few tries, but. You know, for the average player who wants to get Blood Torver eventually, it's it's going to cost you, you know. Yeah. It's going to be up there. What do you think about um, Awakened Orbs being tied to the Zuckhelm, though, on an Iron Man? Like, Iron Man having to get at least one kill of each. Do you think that should be a thing, or it just should re- maybe keep it away from that? It, it just depends. Because it is an impressive thing. Because it would be like... Um, like, I think there's an argument for and against. I think four is... Like, they've done it sort of with the Fang, or like the TOA. Don't you have to do a 500 TOA? Yeah, you have to just clear one fire to get the yeah. kit. Yeah, it doesn't really cost you anything to do, so it's kind of a very different thing from the orbs. That's right. With the, I feel like you'd have to have a main account to practice on there to save the orbs in your iron because they're not exactly that common. Mm-hmm. Like to get enough attempts on average to train from scratch, like you would have to get a lot on an iron. It would take you a lot of hours to do it. I think by the time you completed all the drops of the content, you still wouldn't have enough. Yeah, unless you had prior experience. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one. I would say. 
uh, there's an argument for each. I, I personally, I would say just do it, just add it onto it because yeah, then it's just there. It makes and, sense, doesn't yeah, it? And it's grandmaster. It is hard content. It yeah. does feel very grandmaster. But at the same time, yeah, it's gonna be. It's not just something you can keep continually jumping into over and over and over. Yeah. That's one thing I do like about CAs. It's you can do them and get really good at like the speed runs, and then once it's out of the way, it's done. Yeah. But yeah, when you're like tied behind an item that you have to go grind first, I feel like I'd get really frustrated. I'd be like, oh, I was so close to doing it, and now I have to go grind another orb and then maybe fall out of you know the rhythm I was in. So that's my only then worry, it, really. Then again, though, I think we kind of look at it a little bit differently because we already had max gear when CAs came out. Yeah. And you got to remember those people that want to go for Zuckhelm and maybe don't have a Tebow or don't have a Scythe. Exactly, like, yeah. You, you literally have true. to grind 500 hours just to start doing the tasks. So you know what? Like, that is a good point. point thing. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about it that way, actually. Yeah. For some tasks, you kind of locks behind those big exactly. items just because of the speedruns. Yeah. It's very true. Very, very true. Yeah. So I would say that's fine. I, You know what? I will just say, like, this is my selfish opinion. I really wish that CAs like, wasn't just a continuous upkeep it's just like <laughs> it's just, just like i want the zuck cam i've got it forever but then again it's like that with the quest cave and it's like i've done it i gotta do it again oh it's just one more quest why not you know yeah it definitely keeps yeah. you playing but there's just something about like that miserable feeling of logging in and not being able to use like your stuff again like god damn it like that's it yeah yeah it's fine no though. i feel like it's the only way I feel like with it. cas though most of the time when a new boss comes out with CAs, you can probably knock them out in a day, realistically. Yeah, next It's was only the ones weird. where you've got to find people I hate. Like the eight-man TOA one, you've got to find gamers to do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, should I just go to like a boosted Discord at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah. like do I just pay someone to come with me or literally, what? Like, literally. Because uh, that kind of task, like you do one run. Say if you fail it, someone's like, I, I got to go now. And then you got to find another person. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. Dude, it's just pain. Shout out Molgo Kirby. He was literally just streaming, oh, doing bro, free what a, what eight mans. Just yes. What, how are you? What, like, dude, that looks so tilting to just do all day. And he was just giving them out for free. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like Tyrone who does like the learner TOB all day. Like, oh. he's got like seven thousand TOB kill count now, but he just enjoys the learner aspect, like getting people into it. And I find that really cool because TOB is one of the hardest content to get into. Totally. Like a, an average new player who's like maybe just started up yeah because you just can't find people unless you're already part of like a community or a discord it's just yep. very very hard yeah you see the zero kc and you're like nope not bringing you yeah exactly because you just know what's going to happen you're like we're going to wipe you know because it's so punishing <laughs> yeah. when you get to the end and people are starting to drop like flies yeah just yeah you don't want to put yourself through that but yeah I'm... he's doing a great thing just educating people and getting people up there what do you think will well, here, let me ask. What what do you, what are your thoughts on raids for? What do you think it'll look like? Do you think there'll be invocation mm. system? Do you think it'll be more like okay. It's really, really hard to go away from invocations now because invocations makes it so balanced because mm -hmm. you can just start off with the same content and obviously the difficulty is low and then work your way up. And I really like that because now you've got the two end of the spectrum. You've got a piece of content that everyone can do and also a piece of content where the high level players can really push themselves and get rewarded for doing that as well and it's such a good system like i was such a fan of it as well and how customizable it was and obviously there'll be a meta with it which uh invocation you put on in the end and like for the best like purples and that but yeah 
yeah, I just love how like, open it is. It just makes the other raids now just feel, especially COX, just feel like clunky. Like the whole scouting system is like, huh? That needs to just, go. That needs yeah. to go. Holy shit. I feel like the next COX update they do is going to be the scouting stuff. But how do they do it? Do they just allow you to straight up pick the stuff that you want to do? They should. Like the, uh, the fact, so. yeah, yeah. And the reason I say this is because like, why are like there are plugins to make it so you literally know the layout before you've even entered like that came That's out it, yeah. so much qui- like that why are we so dogmatic about like no we need to have randomized rates like just stop just stop yeah. with it like just just let us literally choose a layout and let that just be normal raids like i'm sorry like we've just gotten to that point where it's like nobody it's wants been long a, enough you know yeah and nobody wants a random rate and it's like bro these rooms aren't even hard you just want to get a quick run in like it's, oh my god yeah. if they could just make it's it just so runs with the points that are so bad That's i it. know it's like yeah they i'm sorry at this point maybe even they, they could even have it like be a little fee like okay yeah 50k 100k you can set up your own raid and if you want it to be the fastest thing ever just fucking go for it like just i would save people money though because right now i'm pretty sure people charge like two mil plus for like a world record raid layout yeah and even then you'd have to nail it yeah they they do that i i just think we need to break free from the illusion that chambers needs to be this way for the next decade like oh my god exactly it was the first of its kind it was obviously going to be an experiment like even just a hundred mans being able to do that with like an inconsistent team, it just doesn't happen. Like yep. the me- yep. there's mechanics in mass raids. Like whenever I do a twenty four hour, we always do a mass raid, right? But mm-hmm. the burn mechanic at Ulm, it's brutal. if you've got an un- yeah, if you've got an uncoordinated team with Ulm hitting you sixty basic attacks as well, and the burn spreading the entire time, it's just no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just they're... offset it from the other raids having that many people. But I don't know. I was I was talking to um, a guy on the cast, and we were talking about like. If they were to make some changes to chambers, what one of the coolest things they could make is like not have the reward chest just be this simple basic chest that you're actually looking at before you've even killed yeah. home, but make it so you enter into a trophy room similar to TOA. Ooh. That would be cool. They could totally, they could make it so like the floor just falls after yes. home dies or something. You just like into some treasure room. That's all. Yeah. The, like that alone would be so cool actually yeah. build up some like cool hype i don't know they i think they nailed it with toa and tob you know even for me as well like i know it's not a big deal for a lot of people but just having like music for each boss room for me and like tob just makes it such a nicer experience on like releasing that even mm. though you're going to turn it off after like two weeks but <laughs> thing with raids you got like the upper floor music and the lower floor and then you got yes. home but i feel like it just kind of adds to the content a lot more now when they come out with like a boss soundtrack even just waiting music now for these bosses and then you start it and it's like it yes. fruit. it's just like the immersion of it all just comes together so nice and that's what i mean about the production quality going up like they're just doing everything nail on the head i feel now with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff with the animations the gameplay and that and they're very open to obviously changing stuff straight away as well when players give feedback so i just want to share a few of my thoughts on invocation system in general with, yeah. especially in regards to raids so we saw a first of all invocation system fantastic but yes the love it the problem is, is now we are seeing like light bearer rings go for like two mil. We're seeing fangs mm-hmm. just dropping. Like they're, if in order to come out with a raid, you need really, really good items to be rewarding for the raid. But when the raid is incredibly accessible and there's invocations, then those items are just not going to be that valuable. And then people have a problem with it in the future of like, why are these items so cheap? We need to nerf them or we need to do other things like, 
I I would love if the invocation system was added to other things. But I, like I don't know. This is just my idea. It's like we need to come out with a raid that's like, and I know Jagex won't do it because you know there's too much like the accessibility and everyone getting to get involved day one is so important for them that's as a company. It, yeah. But it's like, bruh, <laughs> like a raid is a raid. Like I thought, I thought raid were like end game where like you go in like TOB and it's like, holy shit. Like this is insane. And the hype Being around able to it, complete it. Yeah. It's just, TOB release was nutty, wasn't it? Cause like you had two days of people just attempting it. Yeah. You'll never get that again. I feel because they're trying to, you know, compete with well, players who can actually maybe manage, you know? th there's been like a few discussions on like, okay, what if there was an invocation for, a raids uh four for example but the first week only has you know the expert mode or what or like the base mode yeah. where, like you go in and you don't know what to expect instead of just going kind of in like the awakened zero. bosses then like they've released those after right they were the harder mm -hmm. versions i guess mm -hmm. they wasn't on release yeah i mean I'm, I'm surprised how quickly they came out with those awakened versions holy shit i thought it was i know be, like, i thought months I know, same. I was like, oh, wait, they're coming out tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> I've got a few orbs stacked, I mean. That was when crazy. I, I read the news post, and I read it as, you better stuck up your awakened orbs because we're going to bring out these eventually. I was like, oh, I'll have loads by the time it comes out. But then, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they got them out very, very fast indeed. Yeah, I, I feel I like just, with the, yeah, go with for the it. invocations, though, I feel like um, they really did screw up like the rates of the drops because you obviously mentioned the light bearer being like, cheaper now yeah. and fan going down. I feel like it was just fundamentally making the drops too easy to obtain at these lower levels. It should have really kept like the big items, like higher invocations, like locked it to it. And even making it so you can get stuff from entry mode just doesn't make any sense to me. Like you yeah. can't at TOB in entry mode. Why would you at TOA? Yeah, that's a good point. It, in hindsight, I even think like it, what would have been way more balanced is making it so like because the invocations go up to 600 make it so 200 is normal mode and 400 is expert mode Ooh, okay like this is obviously so in hindsight it would be impossible to like know because if if it was on release 400 was expert jesus christ that would have been way too insane i feel yeah. like but looking at it now i'm like dude almost everybody that's comfortable with toa is running 400s and that would be a good benchmark of this is actually expert mode it's and just then, so hard to judge on release, though, because so I think tough. Jagex underestimate players yep. how good they can get yep. after you do a thousand of hours. And obviously, this content's been out for a year now, so you've got to kind of expect them to be doing 400s constantly. You know? I feel like that maybe was what they were seeing people doing. Mm -hmm. But the purple rates are just so good when you get to those levels. It's just like every... Like I had days at 400s where you'd get like four purples in a day solo. It was wild. And I can see what the prices are, what they are. Yeah. It's even just the normal loot as well. Like The amount it increases it. You know, you go up to a 400, you suddenly get like 33 Toflax seeds in a nine. You're like, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sorry for next. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's funny how they kind of do that. Like they, we, I mean, obviously they do it for a reason where they see what supplies people are really craving and then they just shove it in the next drop table. Yeah. You know what? Those Desert Treasure 2 balls are dropping a lot of javelin pieces. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> they're going to buff the ballistas soon. Like a hundred percent. They're like, going to come mm, out with new ballistas. Yeah. I've always hoped that because it's been a very, very PvP-esque weapon for the longest time. And I feel mm -hmm. like they could do something more with it. It kind of feels like the God Sword of range. But at the same time, it's just you've got all these other really powerful range weapons that you'd rather use instead. So yep. why would you ever want to pick it? Ballistic. It's just... Oh, I, it's such a cool weapon, isn't it? 
they they're really cool. One like one of the things they could do is um eh, nah, this is this is kind of redundant, but I was just thinking, you know how like a cannon shoots out cannonballs and it's a stationary right. thing? Imagine you could just have a stationary ballista. <laughs> Set it like, up on like some sticks. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. of those barricades in Castle Wars exactly. and slap it on top of that. Exactly. Like, come at me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could I could see that, but that would again be redundant. They're both range weapons and it's like I'll tell you what, they're going to come out with a, an invention skill in the future now, and they're going to make it so you can make a ballistic cannon now. They're that just going to take that idea. That would be cool. Thing is, the That's cannon... That's how you make redundant items. The cannon literally makes no sense thematically. It's so odd. Like, imagine literally shooting cannonballs. <laughs> people. That was definitely an idea that the Gal Brothers came up with. Like, this will be cool. Let's just put it in. It's a new yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> Because back in the day, if you had a cannon, like you were cool. You know? Oh, you were so cool. You were so rich. And your dragon skirt with your Bruh. cannon. The, the people at Cami Bank, I'm just imagining the gnome scarf, the white cavalier, the whip. Oh, yes. And oh. the... Uh, Was it the Legends Cape as well? Le- yes. Legends Cape, whip, and then... I'm trying to think. They had an obby. I'm pretty sure an obby shield. That was like. Obby shield, or maybe it was like a Zami book or something. I feel like the. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, books yeah, were quite right. favorable. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, release of old school pages were absolutely ridiculous Crazy. on release. They were like two, three mil a piece for Zami pages and that. Crazy. These days, like, clues, you open it, you're like, you're hoping for some rune items for some Alks. Like, because <laughs> you ain't going to get anything from the, the main clue items, especially elites. Those, those cosmetics are just nothing now. Starting in 2015, I like immediately got into medium clues. Like the first month, I was like, yeah. "Oh, these these sound fun." I literally pulled Ranger Boots, my third and sixth oh. medium, yeah. and, and I was Very nice. I was broke. Like I was literally broke. I pulled Rangers; they were 19 mil at the time, 2015. That's like a miracle, dude. It was insane. Like and then I pulled another pair, and they had already shot up like two mil. So I, I literally made oh, 40 mil within like a couple days. I was like, "Bruh!" Like tell you what that. I can see why you've done so many clues. Like, you were just motivated since oh. then. <laughs> you were like, I'm a clue fanatic now. Dude. This is my thing. If if you get lucky, and I've also gotten lucky on Gilded and Third Age. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I could definitely understand people hating clue scrolls if they've never gotten lucky. Oh, I love them. I yeah. am such a fan yeah. of them. When, when you get lucky on clue scrolls, like, that itch to do more and more, it, like, keeps growing. Yeah. I have a really cool way I obtained the third age axe on the iron. Um, I was doing woodcutting, just AFK, and I got a nest. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's elite clue nest. Holy now, shit. elite clues, obviously, usually, you don't get the third age axe roll because yeah. it's master clue only. Uh-huh. So I get a mimic on this, and obviously, just out the blue, there it is, a third age axe from the oh mimic. I'm like, God. wow. I've seen the price of it recently, and I'm like, holy crap, this item is actually real nice to get now. Because it's up to like 1.7 bill now or something. It was like 300 mil because you can make it into a two-handed axe yeah and the two-handed axe looks so badass so whereas the badass. normal one is pathetic <laughs> like the normal one looks so bad dude it's like the same as a rune axe they should make it like bigger i don't know i am actually very i'm very jealous of your third age axe that thing is... oh i i wasn't too bothered about it before but now i'm just like this thing's badass you know oh I, yeah. i'm just at that thing now where i'm like do i build it into the two-handed axe or is that gonna do like, it you value it i don't know it could devalue it, but you got to remember, like, wait, does that be, make it untradeable? Uh, it doesn't, it no. But, but you, you can't, can't revert, revert it. it after. Oh. But then again, you got to think, not many people are going to make their axe. That would be one of the only 200 footage axes in the game. Bruh, you have to do it. Could you? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It yeah. does look sick. And to be fair, it would make it useful because 
I think it's like making woodcut more AFK, right? Where it like consumes mm -hmm. the logs or something. something so like I would I would actually probably use it. Dude, that I'm jealous of that. So you have yeah. what do you have? A third age range top and an axe? Uh yeah, that's it, yeah. Third age range top was from a random hard clue back in like twenty fifteen. That was like the first time I ever got it. Okay. Um very out of the blue. I was very, very surprised about it's that. Sexy but, piece. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. that piece. Just, it's just now wanting to get the legs as well, you know, but it's just yeah. impossible to do, like specifically. Dude, I, so I have the uh, the robe bottoms, the plate body, kite Ooh, shield, nice. and uh, oh, and van braces, goddammit. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, having two melee pieces, though, it's so sick. It's cool. Dude, so I'm just like, like, I'm like with you with getting a range bottoms. I just need a plate legs, plate skirt, exactly. or a robe top. If I get any of those three... I'm looking hella sexy. That's for the it. Your fashion scape for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally. Wearing it everywhere. <laughs> I know. I want it so bad. Do you think they should do like an item? They did it recently with Forestry where you could like add your fashion scape to the lumberjack outfit. I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, they should. Do you think they do should that. do that for other stuff as well? Dude, I've been. So I think Gentle Tractor was the original person that was talking about trinkets putting into your right. ammo slot. Where you yeah. Get all the benefits of the skilling outfit. You shove it in there, and you can rock just rock your fashionscape wherever you want. That's I'd I be think, so down. That's the way you should go about it. I think because the main part as well is it's like you don't want to wear like this really heavy clunky armor when you're running around wasting stamps because it just weighs a lot mm -hmm. when you're skilling in that. So yeah. if it like reduced all of that and just made it cosmetic, and you could take it out of your trinket whenever you want, that would be sick. It I'd would. be so down. Although I'm a big fan of the concept they did with the um, combining the outfits with Graceful as well, like making a unique, like farming Graceful or lumberjack Graceful. That did look sick. I saw some mm -hmm. concepts on Twitter a while back they were doing that. I think that was like for like a game jam project. That looked really cool. Yeah, it's, it's just, like kind of switching it up. One of the things they need to address as well, and it's been addressed, but nothing's happened yet, is just run energy in this game in general. Yeah. Like, like when they thinking about actually reworking agility to where it would be not so much on the run energy anymore i don't know i can't remember what the concept was but it was like a complete overhaul yeah there's agility in a nutshell there's been a bunch of different ideas like one of the best ideas at least in regards to free to play is making pubs regen your uh this is again the completely Doesn't irrelevant that for any that happens right that's in the game i think the pub thing is that a thing pretty... now they talk yeah, about I'm it pretty... that... no way yeah is i'm pretty actually... sure you can yeah, because they added in the uh, the game stuff in there as well, like all the um, the rune link in that into pubs, so you could hang out there and regen your rune energy. I think that's a thing. When did that sure. happen, huh? Oh, I thought this, that was just this... a rumor. <laughs> no, I think they added it with the um, the addition to the game stuff in there as well to kind of make Holy people go shit. there. But obviously, it doesn't happen unless I'm completely lying right now. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it's in the game. I, I I'll have to go test it. Yeah, now I need to go test it. Yeah, that's interesting. There, there's like. <sighs> It's just tough because you start off one agility and your dude like literally runs for three seconds, and then he's walking the rest yeah. of the time. So that needs to be changed, I feel like. And it's who just knows? not fun. You're right. It's really not. Like nobody wants to. Is be it walking. a problem though for a main? Like if you're a main, you could just buy the energy potions at the start. It's just as an iron, obviously you have to train the herbal. Like stamina is so out of the way when you first start and then when you get to that point you can never stop using them because it's just so addicting yeah i feel like yeah. you kind of get used to walking around at the start of an account that's just from my experience of recreating an account recently it's yeah. like after a week you're kind of used to walking again and you forget about running <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't true. Know. it's true Your mindset changes you know when you when you're used to doing it all the time i can understand it's like thinking going back to that is like no and yeah. i think that's what put me off making new accounts it's like ugh. <laughs> 
I've got everything, you know? It's like, why would I just stick with this? Yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, again, like, this does not affect me. I guess in my head, I'm thinking it's a bigger deal than it is, but it's... Yeah. No, it's understandable, though. I could definitely see your point with that. Like, yeah. Because I never walk. Weird. Like, I, dr- I will literally... Yeah, chug- I'll chug a stam when I'm, like, 80 run at doing a cholesterol where I literally will hit my pool over... And I don't even I care. have run out of stamina. I'm 20 mil agility. Most oh, people no. I have no stamina. That's how bad it is. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to go Do back. Do you think they that. should introduce like another way to get stamps over than rooftops or you think it's yeah. fine how it is? Yes. They Okay, so they were already offering amylase from Sepulcher. I thought that would have been a great idea. Wouldn't um, that just like kill rooftops overall though? The thing is it won't kill them because rooftops will still be the only AFK. way to get graceful. Okay. So right. you can't get graceful from uh, Sepulcher. You could only get it from gotcha. rooftops. And r- rooftops would. The thing with rooftops is like people will still do it because so many people do not want to do Sepulcher because it's just yeah, too hard. Yeah, you do have to focus. Too, yeah. Yeah. So I think giving Amulace in exchange for those uh, Sepulcher marks would be fine. Um, you are right, I'd though. Be like, down, it is, but it's just keeping it relevant. Rooftops will always be done because it's, it's a very different feel. It's like you can just kind of click away once you've learned the course, like very brain dead, you know. It's very nice in the background content while doing something else. Or, or who I tend knows? To do a lot while watching stuff. Maybe they could even just come out with another, like, just agility course that's kind of like Sepulchre, but just a, maybe a, like a shorter course that's more intense. And that would just be a really fun way, just like maybe it's just even exactly, like a two yeah. course where that's, that's the good thing, like only for Amulace. Yeah, we're cool. playing a game that progresses. Like they could easily come out with something in the future. It doesn't need to be this mm-hmm. like this forever, you know. Like I'm pretty sure rooftop agility and stuff like Motherload Man was all like player design content. It yeah. came out like very early into the game, and you know maybe we can move away from it now yeah. to bring out other stuff. That's definitely how a lot of the game works. Either way, you, you kind of progress and uh, get better methods, you know. You know what? I was talking to Connor on the Sebe cast um, like a few weeks ago, and he mentioned, what if they were to adjust the animations of rooftops? You know how rooftops are like Ooh. the glitchiest things ever, where like your dude yep. looks like your Harry Potter <laughs> jumping across Canifus? Oh, the, like, um, yeah, or the <laughs> Alcarid one. You're like hanging up by your for like your Yeah, it is. Like, you're huh? literally hanging yourself. Like, dude, if they could just go in there, I know this would be a little bit of effort, but if they could just rework the animations and make them look really cool, that alone would make rooftop agility be so much better. Oh, honestly. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I reckon they could pull that off these days. They've got like way better artists it's true who could do like animations now i feel like one of the goated artists of old school all time was mod ghost like him coming out with he was such cool models he still does work for jagger he's like freelance now but he still kind of helps with the uh the modeling and animations and that Mm. but yeah when he started doing stuff like zora like just you just never seen a boss model like it i think the only one i could compare it to was carpet queen like that is ahead of its time carpet queen is such a cool looking model Consider it was made all those years ago. Yeah. And it is the second, I'm pretty sure it was the second iteration of it. It used to be like some little dark green beetle bug. But no, I think now they have like all these shadows and the way they can use these low. Okay, I'm speaking a lot like a game artist kind of perspective, but the way they can use like this low polygons, but make it look very detailed is very impressive to me. Yeah. Because of that standpoint of being in that field. Yeah, Ghost, really, really cool. Ghost was awesome. And the thing is like he was continually improving. Like he, he was even talking yeah. about like his... When he was designing Ulm, he was even like a year afterward. He was talking about I was like, "Uh, like I really should have made it so the head looked more aggressive and didn't 
move mm. so slowly and stuff. Like he was aware of how to make the art look great. So. But it was like the first time we kind of saw something like that. Like so, like even that was just impressive. Yeah, it was. You know, from a from a base standpoint, just seeing it. Never seen another NPC like it. You know, it's three NPCs coming together as one. Yeah, literally. Very very cool stuff. Environment asks, what's the story behind having the username MMORPG everywhere? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so you couldn't actually change your username in RuneScape till 2009. Before, the username you obviously made, you were stuck with for life. But then they came up with the concept of being able to change your name to inactive names. And that like really excited me because I was like two years into playing. I went by the original name Bunnyscape because my favorite animal was a rabbit, and I just kind of went with that. Um, but yeah, when they released the name change system, um, they announced it first, and I was like writing this list of you know in-game kind of places, because I, I wanted to get like a name that was to do with RuneScape, mm-hmm. to where if someone would like right-click your name, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's a cool name, you know, because I kind of see that word everywhere. So I wrote down names like Lombridge, like Moon, Sun, just like generic words where it's just like, oh, it's a, it's a rare name because it's a word I use, you know? <laughs> So for some reason, MMORPG was on that list because I think what it was is when you used to play on a browser, at the top of your internet browser when you played RuneScape, it it used to say RuneScape, the number one three MMORPG. And I was like, okay, well, that's a cool name, you know, it's it's the genre of the game. And I I think it was just the first name that was available when I tried going through this list of names. I was like, oh, I'll just take this one. Oh, shit. And I was like... 12 or 13 at the time, I just thought it was cool. And uh, yeah, I just I just stuck with it. I think with Twitch, it was just because it was my in-game name. I just put Aris at the end because it wasn't available on Twitch at the time. And uh, I just kind of went with it, you know, because I didn't really know how serious the brand was going to be. I just kind of played it for fun. But yeah, yeah, I just, it just kind of became the thing now. So now I am the, the video game, I guess. That's so cool. It's, it's weird yeah. because this is fascinating because now when i see mmorpg as just a term i literally think of you (laughs) yeah and it's actually great marketing like like everyone who uses the tag mmorpg it's me you know it's like (laughs) yep thanks for the uh, advertisement buddy but i don't know you got to think of it as like uh, is it too saturated now because i'm with the genre or does it work and twitch did mention that to me when i said to them i want to change my name to just mmorpg they were like Mm -hmm are you sure? Because when people search this term and I was like, it doesn't really matter. Like I only stream RS. I'm in my own little community, you know, like yep. everyone just knows me as Curtis anyway. Like, no one wants to sit there and go, hello, MMORPG. You know, it's just too many syllables. Yep. Like, yep. so I've kind of got to the point now where people like kind of first name bases me a lot, even though we haven't really spoke before. I think that's like, like really cool. I don't know. I kind of like people just calling me by my first name. That's cool. It's quite nice. Damn, yeah, MMORPG is definitely such a, it's weird because, again, like, it almost feels like your name now. It feels like the game. Yeah, it's just been so long. Yeah, the game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. 
Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I have had it for, a, well, since 2000. How many years is that? That's like, oof. 15 what's that oh, yeah 15, 14 15 Sheesh. so yeah it has been a long time yeah that's crazy yeah my original name was say baby and then i just changed it well my twitch name is now just Seder, which is my Seder, first yeah yeah and i feel like that's a really cool thing with the partnership system being able to like change to like a branded name that you can keep for, for life sure. and obviously like your first name is is perfect you know because yeah it's one like of those things from, like, where... a content creation yeah, it's, a, it's like one of those things where like I'm very lucky, first of all, to have a unique name where there's no problem getting it. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just thinking of like the future. It's like you getting rid of RS. It's like it's not like you need to, but just... No, it just looks clean, doesn't it? Yeah, just getting rid of the kind of... I don't know. Just, I don't know. Making it more clean and making it so you're more of a person now. Like you're just... Like you could do whatever you want. Even though we're still going to play RuneScape, it's like you have exactly, that freedom yeah. to just... You've branded yourself as... I think the idea was just like keeping it the same as my in-game account because yeah. originally my IMM was also called my Twitch name, which was MMRPGRS. Mm. Um, but then I obviously swapped it from my original account, which was the Zerk at the time, um, over to the Iron Man. And there's a funny story, actually. Um, when you change your name in RS with like a rare name, there's actually so many bots trying to snipe your name. And the name mm. MMORPG did actually get sniped from me. Oh, I actually did lose it for like a split second. But luckily, um, there were some people who were investigating at the time of bot sniping names. And there was um, obviously JMods banning like these uh, band names. And I, and I actually reached out to one of the community mods at the time. And I was like, you know, I think a bot has just sniped my name. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've banned them. And we've just obviously returned the name to you. And I was like, okay, I'm very lucky, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that would have right there, stream of favoritism. I know. <laughs> that would have been so disappointing. I know. Literally just... Oh my god, I'd be so pissed off if that actually wasn't a bot. <laughs> just got That's sniped. why it's so risky trading names, yeah, because yeah. there's literally so many bot snipers out there just like place hits and all these kind of names. See, I have a I have an original hardcore that's named Sater. And Ooh, but I'm still nice. keeping Sebe because I think Sebe is just too much of a Yeah, it's it's, it's like your branded. brand now, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's still cool that you've got that account, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it still a hardcore, or is it? It's still a hardcore. It was made oh, literally okay. minute one of hardcore. Okay, that's pretty badass. Yeah. So, and that account, by the way, like, I, I remember thinking that account has, like, 50 days played on it, but it got banned. Oof. Um, It got banned, like, three months in or something like that, and... It was like, there's no way I could ever rebuild an account. Like, there's no way I could ever get back to where I was. Because I had, like, a Dragon mm. Warhammer and, like, a Fury. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, a, a DFS. Long like, grind. Yeah, you just think of... And then you just make a new account and it just easily surpasses it. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, that, that, I know. that account it is so newbie. It always surprises me. It's just so fast. Wouldn't you have, like, the game knowledge of what to do? Exactly. And obviously, these days, with all the skilling methods and that, like, you can get back to it at a point so fast. Mm -hmm. I'm rocking 1,800 total now on this new account in like three months and it's just i don't know it just feels like a breeze you know you're just kind of yeah. playing the game how you normally would and i think that's just building up the mindset of playing like a end game account for so long like you're just used to going for like two minute speeders for like high scores and that 
totally you've got to do it on a new account it's just so easy even even like the idea of maxing doesn't ever seem that crazy anymore it, that no used, maxing seems always seemed so impossible just yeah like, it's just like bro. there just wasn't enough methods like mm -hmm. with mining and agility and runecraft and the, obviously the free horsemen of maxing like mm -hmm. they're just the methods were just so monotonous like I think I did like mostly double nature ins for my 99 runecrafting because Damn. there just wasn't really, yeah. Because I was trying to think, like, how do I do this on an Iron Man? Do I want to do lava runes and have like a useless rune that I'll never use? Or do I want to like do a rune that I'm going to be able to use for years to come? And like, I don't regret it because I think I was lucky enough to have Zaya runecrafting come out just at the end of my grind and I decided to do soul runes. And now, obviously, with the shadow of the game, I'm, I'm looking yeah. back at that going. <laughs> Go you! Yes, I have all these souls now, and it's like because weren't you like actually weren't you actually like upset that you didn't do blood runes initially? Yeah, and, and now, then now the shadows out, and I'm like, okay, look, look well, who's it's now. not so bad anymore. Yeah, now we've got like two fifty k souls to play with. Why not? Ooh. Sure, that'll last me a little bit. Yeah, just literally a little bit. Yeah, the the, the charges go I fast. I can't even tell you how much I've spent at like the rune store. I think I must have spent at least like four days playtime in the rune store just buying runes like <laughs> blood runes is just oh i'm so yeah. glad there's like extra methods now with the blood essence and obviously the true blood ultra and that and the outfit dude but before it was just oh it just wasn't worth it when when i was grinding nightmare for like nine months i as soon as i got full as soon as i got one piece of inquisitors i started using my scythe so yeah. i spent like and and this is my stupidity. Even though I don't actually regret it, so I can't actually say it was stupidity, but I would go out to the Zami Mage and I would buy out the entire stock. And the, the stock prices go from 400 GP yeah. to 800. So it's bad. The median price was literally 600 GP I was spending just over and over and over. Oh, gosh. And, bro, I literally spent like 1.2 bill GP on just like raw Jesus. Bloggers. Jesus. Yeah, I, I probably, I've lost count the amount. I must Disgusting. have been like... 400 mil plus but that's the thing though I'm, I'm right now i'm rocking a max stack on the iron man that's and i'm crazy. thinking is i know i'm thinking is there going to be a time where i actually dip into it and use it it's such like a relic on the account that i'm like i don't want to use it yeah i want to use it as like a trophy but do i actually need to you know like i've already achieved it like do i be like as i said i'm a hoarder like do i actually want to now use it for like other stuff i don't know so you have, have to have the right goals so you have a max cash. How much? How many? How many platinum tokens do you have? So that max cash stack is turned into plats, and that's okay. the only plats I have. And then I just start a new cash stack. I see. But like my new cash stack now is like always low because obviously I just spend that on like runes or anything mm -hmm. I need. And so have you got, got a lot of GP now? Uh, I think I have like maybe four slots left to buy. Okay. I think I'm at a thousand and fifty right now without the Jagex thing. I think with the Jagex, I'm going to be like thousand and seventy. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, I went. I just I kind of buy it as it goes that. along. Oh, did you actually buy it all? Yeah, I bought it all like a year and a half ago or something like that. Or you know like what? That's ago. pretty worth it because you will probably use up the bank space eventually. Dude, like, there's only going to be more items coming out. <laughs> I was already at like eleven seventy five or something at some point. I'm like, this yeah. is so bad. Like the more bank space you have, the more you're going to use, and it's like this doesn't even That's feel like it. anything changed, honestly. Honestly, it's the most annoying point though when you get to that stage where you're like, I have to juggle items now or I can't bank this. It just frustrates me so. Just having that extra like 20 there, just not have to worry about it. Yeah. Because then you can be quite lazy, you know. Sometimes your potions get decanted if you don't keep one in the bank and it's like you can't bank them at one point or and, like and, a grimy herb or something. And your bank videos, like you would collect like your dragon items and stuff. Like, see, that was 
that's impressive that you could even hold all that because that would be something I would need to fully alk. I just need to alk all this and minimize it to one inventory spot. Just yeah, coins. I think a lot of it's just in the POH now. Like I still do mm. have like stacks of rune items and dragon items in that bank, but I don't know. I, I guess I just got rid of like all the useless stuff, like stuff I just don't need at all. Yeah. POH Most of it changes. now is just like the main items. That's it. Yeah. It must be the POH and like storage units yeah. and that. Those were nice quality of life updates for sure. Oh, yeah. Like having those clue stuff because it's just having like a steel kite shoot in your bank thinking, do I need this still? Oh, yeah. It's for a medium clue. It's oh, like... that was, dude, stash units were the time before stash units was, those were the dark days, man. Like just having to hold, hold dude, just just so I much junk. It. Yeah. <laughs> so I, much junk. I would rather go out and get the item, like, especially for easy clues where, like, I would rather drop those items and reobtain them as I get the clues. Literally, just, the, just annoyed me seeing leather chaps studded in my bank. Like, no, I don't like it. It's so bad. Yeah, they they made some really great changes with those. Like stash units are amazing. That's one thing that I do love about old school: the quality of life stuff they come out with. Like, I'm pretty sure they do like a quality of life poll like once every maybe like few months now, but they're always so good. Like, I'm just always like, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I rarely say no to some of them unless I know it's very game changing but most normally they're quite really innocent not. yeah and i'm i'm no. very i'm very open-minded like as long as it's i don't know like i was totally for left click drop i was totally for like the bank yeah. like all these things are really good i think just okay let me ask you this though because alkin thinks that it's time for bank presets Ooh, what are your thoughts okay. on that that's that's where it gets to that gray line um you know what? You, you've already got rune-like plugins now that kind of lay out the inventory with mm -hmm. each click now. Like inventory layout, obviously you've got like duplicated items to kind of allow you to left-click everything and have your inventory set up straight away. We're kind of already crossing that border, you know? Mm -hmm. They're like presets. Yes, it would change like bank standing skill into where it would make it faster, but at the same time, I, I imagine people could already do those clicks like it wouldn't be much time save actually using those. It's just a convenience factor, you know? Like, for me, one of the best plugins on Runelite would be the whole bank tags, being able to, like, gear down for a clue and then gear back up for your Slayer task. Because I get demotivated when, like, I know I have to gear up for someone else. I'm like, I'll just do it later, you know? I don't want to gear down for this mm -hmm. and go and do, uh, like, a clue because I just can't be asked to gear again. So having that kind of stuff would be nice. I I I'd be for it, to be honest. Yeah, I that's I was I was thinking. I was like, you know what? Even though, you know, there's that little bit of skill you could argue with like, oh, I can gear up fast and I spent all my yeah. time like making this perfect layout. It's like, dude, I'm actually okay with bank tags or bank presets where you can literally just do a one click loadout. But yeah. I this is my personal view and I've already received some backlash, but my personal view is just let it have a cost to it. Like let it be do okay. you want a preset? This will cost five mil, or this will cost ten mil, or something where it's like you're getting gold out of the game, and you're also getting a nice little. I don't see why that would be backlash. Like that's the backlash. Pretty much a gold is, thing. The the backlash is is literally people that are like, well, then I'm not gonna be able to use it. Like or like people freak out so much about having to spend yeah. a little bit of money to do. I'm like, oh my god. Come on, there's like such easy methods to make gp that like you go to raids now and you get like a one bit <laughs> you know, you work out for, for a day and you're like exactly. set forever like yeah so i, I think to be fair as a newer play you probably wouldn't even need that as much either way because like you yeah. have less items you know it's only when you get to like the high level stuff really yeah i think bank presets would be cool especially if you could get like i don't know you know you spend 
you spend a few mil on getting a few presets and then you do have like your certain, pre- maybe you could just keep buying them or what? I don't know. I just, I want things to cost money. And I think they did a great yeah. job with the bank space where you have to pay money. Dude, you know what I also want? I want a second bank account. Hmm. So kind of like another storage thing, like Seed Vault, but like with everything? Yeah, so it would be exactly where every bank is, but you would right-click and just say, access my my second bank account. And this would only have like 200 slots or something, but it would be a separate thing where if you're doing, for example, like I want to kill 20,000 green dragons or something and then just have a nice loot tab, it can all go into your second bank account so your runes and herbs are not being combined into your main stuff. You know what? I, I do like that idea, like keeping everything separate. I think yeah. it is doable as well because you do have the concept of group I'm in storage. It yeah. could just even be a thing like that. But mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is why they're not doing it is maybe something to do with like, I don't know, like stress on the servers or something. I imagine probably the reason why they can't go unlimited bank space is something to do with like server loading or something. I don't know. It must be something technical to why they actually can't do it because these kind of things, like it's just a no-brainer quality of life. Like if you're going to do this and make people enjoy the game more, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. That's the reason why they do accept, you know, Runelight and all that kind of plugins now, because it's just making it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine playing old school now on release without clients, without all of the quality of life we've got over the years after like 30 quality of life polls? It would be the hardest game mode you could ever create. It would be so you miserable. Have, like, think about some of the stuff you'd miss, like even shift click drop. You know, like you don't there's so much stuff that you don't realize. Like even even middle mouse. Uh, yeah, wheel clicking, rotating. That was camera. the one I was going to say next. That one is, would be the biggest <laughs> yeah. one for me. I am always, I'm so OCD on that. I tell you what, just always using it. Dude, so weird. Like so I, I even forgot the arrow keys even moved the camera because of that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I always, I always like nudge it on my camera. I'm like, oh, sh-. like it actually still does it. Yeah, that yeah. Would, that would be brutal. I, I'm I'm one of those players. Should do a league like that, dude. <laughs> the, the, the original client league just. You can't use anything, just how old school was. Death pure, mechanics and everything. Pure <laughs> vanilla mode. Yeah, just vanilla mode league. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. I would love that. Well, I, I will just say, I'm actually one of those players that's pro uh, old school, old school, coming out with a permanent server that's old school. But my thoughts Ooh. on it are, let it have all the quality of life we enjoy today. Okay. And don't be too restrictive. Mainly... The reason I'm saying don't be restrictive on it is because people will bypass it regardless. Like people will literally exactly, use plugins. Yeah. So why even try? We've got plugins these days, yeah. Yeah. But I would love a really, really old school mode that doesn't get any content updates where it's just the good old days. And I know almost nobody would play it. Well, first of all, I actually do exactly. think a lot of people would play it on release. On release, yeah. Just like kind of fresh start. It's the mm-hmm. excitement of a new like world and high scores. I think it definitely wouldn't stay alive. Like, you look at the Deadman mode world right now. It's dead. And that, <laughs> yeah, you've only got, like, clans logging in probably to, like, do battles and that, pretty much. Or, like, the occasional player logging in. You'll probably get swamped by a clan after a while anyway, you know? Yeah. And most likely watch new players log in like wolves, watch them train up, like, they're fattening them up, and then they just, like, swamp <laughs> them and they quit. So, to be honest, that's how that world works, but... Yeah, yeah it's a cool concept. It's just, it would just be dead, as you said. It's just a, a nice thought kind of thing. Yeah, it's just... I think like, it would work as a limited mode. There, there's something cool about... Well, the thing is, like, I think if it wasn't a permanent mode, then it would really be dead. It's like Fresh Start Worlds. Fresh Start Worlds were so yeah. dead, I think. Actually, I don't even remember. Were they dead? No, I think... No, no I think they were actually... Qu- yeah, okay. they were popping off, I'd to never, be fair. I mean... <laughs> okay, I don't remember. I personally didn't dive into them, but they did have, like, 
the same kind of, or maybe half of the world's total. Oh shit! Um, I didn't even know about it. I thought it was dead. Yeah, but each uh, each world did have a little bit. I think okay. it was just because it was a six month thing, and like people knew that their accounts were going to go over to the main game. Hmm. So like some worlds did have like two hundred players at a time. I mean, it, well, in that sense, it maybe was a little bit more dead, but that's only because you had to make a new account to play it. Like you had to spend new membership. That was the biggest thing, really. I, th I think just having that like fresh economy was quite cool. The swapping in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of the reason. Um an old school server would be nice is okay so one you would get all the purists to jump over there so first yep. of all the main game wouldn't have to deal with purists want wanting no updates to happen so you'd get rid of that problem that's a very minor problem but Easy. on top of it you would have you would get to enjoy what old school had on release which is no grand exchange there's there's an, everyone is a main account so you can trade everybody there's no items in the game. So it's just like this fresh start where you can just play as it was back in the day and have bank sales or whatever and just enjoy the nostalgia for what it was. Yeah. And that nostalgia is the biggest thing for that, I feel. Yeah. There, That's what makes people play it. There's something definitely exciting. And, and like for me personally, like I would literally just be a clue hunter. Like I would go for like hard. Oh, yeah. all, all there would be Dude, is the clue hunters would be clues. so expensive. Oh, yeah. They'd be pricey, they would. I would try to be a mercher as well. I would try to merch like third age items, try to get a full set or something. Maybe. I don't know. There's just something about having a, a game mode you know will never get updated. So it's just, that's yeah. what it is. That excites that's me. That's why like the old school release was so great because it was just, everything was so fresh. Oh, it's just, I wish I played then, man. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was such a different experience, honestly. Like it was, it felt like the most authentic as it was back in the day. <sighs> And then as soon as they did start adding in like I'm a mode on that, that's where it kind of lost its flair a bit. But then the game was getting better either way because yep. it was stuff we'd never seen before and that kind of balanced out. But in terms of like the nostalgia factor, that's where that became less important. And it was more about now just creating a good game yep. on like a really cool foundation. And I right. think that's why Old School's done really well now. And it's obviously 10 years strong and probably will go on for like... I. I don't really see a situation where I can see old school dying at the moment. I don't know how it would die. Like, that's it a won't. Really, it won't. That's it. Yeah. Like, how, realistically, how could they kill it off? Would it be Jagex themselves? Like they'd have to pull some stunt to really. The only it would way be like they, a declining thing. Yeah, they they would have to. Uh, like I could see this. This is a really like negative point of view, but this isn't to say this will happen. This is to say this is what would kill the game. They get yeah. rid of polling. Because okay. the community thinks it's appropriate to get rid of polling. And we've already seen I'm that. I'm surprised they haven't. Like, yeah, that, no, I, I am surprised as well. The word to that is very, very good. That's a very cool thing they've done. The, but yeah, what, that's a good point. Polling would be gone. When I talk to JMods, like, they are aware that even though the polling... Well, first of all, they've already decreased. It's like only 70% to get a passing vote yeah. now. And they really just see polling as just getting a consensus. Like, okay, do players want this? We can kind of see from That's the poll it. results. You know if an update's going to pass anyway because exactly. it's just good when you read it on paper. Like, I'm always not surprised when there's questions that don't pass because it's always, you kind of sit there a bit more and you go, ooh, what do I want to vote for this? I'm always like that on those kind of questions. And then they do end up failing. So it's pretty obvious anyway which ones are going to get in and which aren't they get i guess sometimes they're quite cheeky with questions and they just put it in there anyway just to see if it passes yep but a lot of the time it just yeah goes under the radar and just fails the vote miserably
I know they've pulled uh, like Divine and stuff like three times. <laughs> Failed every time. It got very close one time. I think Sparmac tried pushing it a lot. And it got to like 68% or something. It was like insanely it. close. I know. I, I actually it, voted man. yes for it as well. Because I was like, you know what? Going back to court would be such a meme. <laughs> That's true. For you, you, yeah, that would actually be the worst for you. Because yeah. I, for me, it's great because I'm still missing an Ellie. So I'm now going for two sigils instead of one. That Ooh. That's the exciting thing about getting a divine. Sometimes. Yeah. No, but... I think the way it would die is just they get rid of the polling system and then they start adding more skills. So to the point where they add a skill that actually breaks the game. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like when if sailing does pass that that's going to be like the gatekeep to open up the doors to new skills? I feel like it's going to be the concept of once the floodgates open, that's it. They just need to really push a first skill to kind of open it because then because right now i look at old school and i go wow the only update there's never been is a new skill like everything else has been new quests has yep. been new bosses what's the one update that hasn't been a skill mm-hmm. so i feel like as soon as that happens first then they could easily get out other skills like they could probably push shamanism again in a few like years yeah to be honest. yeah i because that concept was very close that dude i actually think like sh- if shamanism were to come out in the game and for example, they, they didn't have polling or anything. Like, dude, that I think could kill the game. It has potential to kill the game. Yeah, because of the power creep on the augment, would you say? Yeah, or what was it, the... would, it would just be everything's like untradeable. You have these weird power-ups with every piece of armor. Mm. Like something that's so... Dude, honestly, I was scared for Ruinous Powers. I thought Ruinous Powers was going to really break the game. And I'm so oh, yeah. glad they scrapped it. No, 100%. Like that was definitely not ready to come out. Like we were doing some testing at Jagex with those prayers on the new bosses as well. And I can mm. tell you now, they, they were a lot easier with those. And I think in the end, they just kind of tried reworking them last minute again and just seeing if it had good feedback. But it was just too much hassle. Like a whole prayer book with so many things in this game that uses it, it's just so hard to balance. Like so It's hard. a very hard thing to do. Especially when people try and compare it to the old prayer book as well. Yep. Like They remember, obviously, Soul Split being powerful. When you've got like... Cruel's vow, which is kind of like life still, but it being very underwhelming, you kind of have to be like, oh, well, we don't want to make it too powerful, but now the prayer seems useless. You know, do we even need this? Yeah, yeah, it was just in a bad spot. I don't know. Very it's, cool idea, but yeah, it, it to to make an entirely new prayer book is like an impossible task in this. That's game. it. Yeah, it's just so useful prayers. Like that's how most bosses now are designed around, like being able to pray flick and that. Like, yep, I Use can't redemption. imagine RS without using it. Yep. Yeah. A comic would be so simple. They would have to go, obviously, like the classical, you know, ability MMO, like RS3 did without prayers, even though RS3 has prayers as well. But mm-hmm. that's why the MMOs obviously just have the ability stuff with, for combat because with old school system, like it is a very simple thing. And having the prayers that is what makes it kind of more enjoyable and a bit more advanced, you know, otherwise it would just be a back and forth system. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like certain things that scare me. Ruinous Powers was the scariest thing I think that was getting pulled into this game. I was actually like worrying. <laughs> yeah, the bread prayer though. Pick up the bread prayer. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's go look at another topic. Okay, this is actually I'm very curious on this one. Uh, Yurishai, I think is the name. Origin story of the cam flip. Oh, okay. So I actually remember the origin story quite well because it was actually during one of the first clue grinds I was uh, doing. It was, um, I decided to build my account with very much range because 
I think the reason why I started the Iron Man is because I wanted to go for the KBD pet again. So I was doing like green dragons to basically try out my range and get clues at the same time because that was like good content at the time. And for some reason, because we were doing this grind for like so long, I just started like playing around with like music and the settings of my stream. And I just come across like the webcam settings one day and there's like a song playing at the time called Boneless by Steve Aoki. And I'm just like, kind of playing around with the horizontal flipping while the song is going on and like there's obviously games out there where it's like very rhythmic like guitar hero where you kind of have to match obviously a, a button to a beat right mm -hmm. so with cam flipping it's kind of like you're clicking your webcam to flip it at the same time as a prominent beat in a song and for some reason it's just super addicting it it just was very entertaining for the viewers even though it was such a simple concept so it just kind of came out of nowhere of just me just playing around with stuff. And then eventually we just kind of found songs that worked really well. And they kind of became really iconic as a part of the stream. Because it would always be hype moments where I'd just pull out these cam flips. And people would be <laughs> always like so hyped to the chat. And even these days, like even the rare occasions I do one, it's like, I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just really, really therapeutic. Yeah, they're they were they're really fun. And it's like original too. Nobody ever really does it except for you. That's it. Like at the end of the day, like it's a bit of a cringe thing, but it's just a good fun, you know. <laughs> like some people yeah. over the years have been like, "What the fuck?" But at the same time, it's I don't know, just a just a fun little thing. It's kind of unique to me, and uh, yeah, I guess it's not really a thing as much anymore because I remember when they uh, migrated from OBS Classic to Studio, they actually removed that function, and I need to do the flips for some reason. So it just kind of killed them off, but. Mm. Yeah, very, very fun little thing. Cool cool little stream origin story, that, the old uh, cam flips. It's funny how, like, those little gimmicks just kind of come That's out it. of nowhere. Like, every every yeah. streamer has their gimmicks. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. it's to do with, obviously, the way they speak or their lingo or just something they do on their stream, yeah. Yep. I was like, and that's, I guess that's what kind of sets you aside from the others and kind of puts you out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's weird. Like, for for me, like, one, of, it's just random. I started, like doing this woo sound i would go like woo i would just woo! do that with like literally everything and i'm like oh i do that a lot myself this, i was like what? <laughs> this literally spawned out of nowhere it just got it like it evolved into this and then yeah. i was just doing it with everything i was like oh geez yeah yeah it makes just arise um okay the cookies asks can you get me more ferrero rochers ah <sighs> well you know I will go down to the store as soon as I can and I will buy a fresh box. But I got to say, the price of those things these days, oh my God, you get Outrageous. like 24 of these for like 950 like pounds. We're talking. So that's what in dollars, like $13 for a box. Like oh. <laughs> premium <laughs> chocolate. So are good. Breaking though. the bank. They are they so are. good. They, they are incredible. They are incredible. And even when like I was younger, I used to think they were the most expensive thing ever because they were like wrapped in these nice gold packaging. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm not buying those, you know. Those yeah. th those are like a, a special treat for like a Valentine's gift or something, you know. Yep, yep, yep. No, those things are super addicting. Like, uh, yeah, I th for, to be honest, they're not even like that expensive. It's... No, not compared I, to other stuff now. I yeah, think it's yeah. your concept of money, you know. Maybe now that obviously we're older, it's like, okay, I can get them once in a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, back but, in the day, you I, there's no way I'd ever buy those. That, like, that's a waste of money, you know. I'll just get some generic chocolate bar. Why not? 
The thing is, is like food prices in general have shot up so yeah. much, especially in America. It's ridiculous. That's it. Even with energy as well, like energy prices, food prices, mm -hmm. it's just through the roof now. Like you got to think, obviously, we're in a very fortunate position where maybe we can, you know, actually make a living for ourselves doing something we love. But you've got like obviously people who just work the nine to five, maybe the same earnings and like, and prices yeah, are just price, continuing. Yeah, it must be up. so stressful, honestly. Like, that's why I'm always very grateful. Yeah. To be uh, obviously doing streaming and that. Like, because the amount of support you get sometimes is absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, I know yeah. with the Pharma series as well, like, all four of our streams or even five of our streams now, like, we just get so much support. I know Denise, the cookies recently, she's got our all time highest sub count and that. It's just wild. That's so cool. The Roydy was, Roydy was talking about that. He's like, just, he's blessed to have the giants you know ufo mr Aww. mammal like just allowing so <laughs> allowing him to join to graciously <laughs> nah, like, to join. but you gotta think like he has been such an iconic part of it now like for it, real you, for real you can't say like our channels have really helped him up because at the end of the day like he has done the exact same stuff he's on the exact same level as us it's just he started at a later day that's all it comes down to isn't it like yeah. he's been streaming half the time but in terms of like content creation and like entertainment he's got like the same if not more you know yeah so he, he definitely deserves where he's where he's at right now 100 percent. um okay levi asks of all the long grinds you've endured which was the most fun and which was the most relieving to receive the drop oh okay um that was the most relieving i'll start with okay um for some reason because i was only a few items away from completing this list i made myself at the time um i wanted to go for the wyvern visage now this was pre-collection log and pre-lance release oh, and i decided like oh i'll go kill you know the big ancient ones because oh it's a one in 10k drop rate compared to a one in 12.5k <laughs> so i was like fine i'll do that and i'll use tentacle whips throughout the entire grind just to speed it up by god was that a mistake i was there for like 20k kills i used about 30 whips because oh. of the consumable of the tentacle and oh bro like when i got that drop i just screamed like the reaction's just hilarious because you could just see the relief from my eyes coming out <laughs> like i just regret going for that thing now i just wish i would have waited for the lance the lance came up probably a couple months after oh. but i was just determined to get it at that point like once i get into a grind i just can't stop because i just i have that gambler's fallacy about me with those kind of grinds i'm yeah. like I'm this far in now, I may as well keep going, you know. So it was like 50 streams of just me going live and just whipping these in the most boring looking area. It's like in the non-task area, it's like a white area. It looks so bad. Yep. It's just and, nightmares. And they're so annoying to kill. Like just yeah. getting there, you get That's frozen it. twice. Just like. Yeah. Like I was getting frozen. It was bad. Like it just turned into a just chat stream in the end. Like I just basically <laughs> went live to chat to my stream. We just did these wives in the back. I just hope for the best, you know. Dude, I got really lucky. I was, I was, I literally was making a YouTube video when the Blood Fury first came out, when it was only a one percent heal. Oh and god! It was just some like dog shit YouTube video. I was just, I was just yeah. like, I was like trying. I wasn't even gonna publish the video because, like, by the end, I was like, this is just boring. Just, like <laughs> nothing. Sometimes going you on. just look back at it. But, yeah. but I literally pulled the Wyvern Visage on oh. like thirty minutes in. And okay, I was just like, cool. okay, I'll just upload it and like just have it as a surprise. So it's like some yeah. people that actually like watch the whole thing actually see that's the end. That's it, yeah. But getting that wide in the comments who actually saw it. Yeah. Oh, Time dude, in the vid. That is one of the sexiest items to see on the ground. When you see that, it's like. It is. Oh, Bro, yes. it does look great. It looks, for me, 
nothing will beat the look of a draconic visage on the ground because it's just so iconic. But yeah, Wyvern Visage is just such a random item you just wouldn't normally go for. Yep. Just kind of out the way. But what no, was the that's... most fun? Oh, most fun. Okay. I, I always say the clue scroll grinds were the most fun. Like, obviously, earlier I talked about to obviously having like 4K viewers just doing the um, the medium clue grind. Mm -hmm. I had a grind where Master Clues first came out, and I had to receive a Bandos cloak for the uh, the clue store where it's like Bandos plate, God Sword, and the cloak. The cloak was the only one I didn't have. So I was like, okay, you know, this won't take long. I'll just grind it out. So there I was for like a couple weeks straight, just grinding out these mediums. And the funniest part about it was the other cloaks in the clue when you first open look so similar because the symbol difference is like minuscule. Mm -hmm. Like you got to stare at it for at least two seconds to tell the difference. So like I'd open these clues and be like, oh, I got it. And then, oh, it was like a placeholder. <laughs> and like it just made for like just some hilarious content. And just got me way more addicted to clues after that. Because it was just the, the hype of just stacking up all these. Because at the time, I don't think stackable caskets were a thing. So it was like you'd loot the thing and yep. you'd get the reward. Yep. I was trying to remember like how I obtained them, though. I can't remember. I must have killed like cockatrices or something. I don't know. <laughs> Unless Implings did give them. I can't remember. But yeah, that, that was one of the most fun for sure. Like the clue grinds. Even now, like I'd gladly sit there and do clues all day. Yeah, It was clues. very, very enjoyable. Clues are always just so much fun to grind. <clears throat> uh, I got to give, obviously, an honorable mention to the Ellie grind, though, because that, yes. for some reason, even though it was so monotonous and, like, every day and out just doing 30 kills, like, it just, it was, like, the most iconic journey on the account because you just had so many people involved and by the time I actually got it, like, it was just ridiculous the amount of traction it took. I think it made it to, like, top eight of Reddit holy like, of the reaction yeah it was like four thousand people just rushing into the stream because I, I got it 15 minutes into my stream so like the only people who saw it God. were like the people who tuned in on the time you know yeah because they knew yeah. when i went live but yeah they, like just maxed out a world all rushed to var up just watching me make this shield it was insane dude like I, we can never re recreate that ever again like it's just another another beast you know and that was five years ago. That's the the most amazing Jeez, thing. Jeez, that yeah. is crazy. But, so it's so it's an OG grinder. Like, it's not even recent. Yeah. So 2018. Were, were you the first Iron Man with all three sigils? No, uh, there was an Iron Man called Jammy Bear who uh, who got all oh. three first, and uh, he got the Ellie early, I believe. Mm. And I just remember like just sitting there going, "Oh God, like I am so sorry," <laughs> you know, just see it because obviously at the time. Um, the whole reason why I decided to obviously start doing court was because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try out and do this, you know, court method. Because I think at me at the time, it was me and another Ironman called Sig who were just doing this Nightmare Zone method where we'd recharge a spec at Nightmare Zone. We'd teleport in with a game's neck, spec it once because the BGS was 100% oh, at the time. It was yeah. like 65, and it was, right? Yeah. And it was like, four, I don't know, it was like 40 minute kills or God something. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Just teleport because you had to run all the way. You had to teleport into Yano. You had to drop all the all food too, and everything. Yeah, and oh. drop all the food. Yeah, it was bad. So, luckily, oh you know, eighty-two kill count arcane, first in the game on an Iron Man. It was like That's it was insane. Crazy. Yeah, I was gassed. I, it was midnight because it was off stream because I had to do the kills off stream because you would get crashed um, on stream. Like someone would come and just debo. It was so easy. Like the layers were the were split obviously now between irons and mains, but at the time anyone could go in, just run in and ruin your kill. And like you'd have to reset so yeah i'd have to do it all off stream i just remember being midnight just seeing this arcade on the ground and, oh it's one of the best feelings ever 
And it just got me like hooked to doing more corp. I was like, right, I want to go get all three now. But then obviously the Ellie happened, so hey. <laughs> Damn. See, I was like I was like 3200 KC or something in that range. And I I was doing corp on stream. All I had was uh, a spectral. Yeah. Um, I was still missing the arcane and Ellie. And uh Defy J comes out of the blue, just milking every goddamn kill. Oh and he pulls two God. Ellies. That and my dumbass is sitting here literally 3,000 kills higher than him. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you, you know what the, the craziest thing I ever saw was, um, what was the guy's name? Was it some guy in solitary when I was in that clan? Uh, he yeah. pulled... He pulled, I, I want to see it was Jai High, but I don't think it was. It was another name that started with J, I'm pretty sure. But he pulled an Ellie 60 KC and Ooh. then an Arcane at like 130 and then a Spectral at like 140 or something. Like he literally completed so all together. three. Wow. Yeah. Within like 140. I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I've seen Irons who pull like a really early Ellie and then they get the Elixir super early as well. And they have like literally a 20 kill gun Ellie. Like, it's so it's just, it's just wild to me like how RNG can be sometimes. Yeah, dude, I I remember um, like that that uh, old school bot on Discord that you could just run simulations. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and just seeing those numbers of being so scared of you grades, bro. I remember rolling and it was like finish corp, and it was like a forty eight thousand KC Ellie. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is actually possible. Like you could literally yeah. go eleven times rate. Someone could be living that nightmare right now. I'm pretty sure there's an iron currently who posted on Reddit recently. He got his sixth pet. And he is legit 18,000 driving Ellie right now <sighs> on his iron. Oh, my God. Yep. So you never know. Like, there's, someone has to go. The way I see it, right, yeah. is someone has to go and lucky for people who get spoon and one kill count. Yep. Like, there has to be a balancing factor. Yep. If you run all the numbers in total, like, all the sigils will probably balance out to 585. But obviously, there has to be, like, some guy who goes and lucky. Yep. It's just so be... unfortunate if it's you. It's dude. The thing is, like, I'm I'm like 3,500 KC right now, and like, I kind mm -hmm. of stopped on that grind because I'm still missing an Ellie. But I'm like, yeah, I yeah. got my arcane. But like, that's it. I'm like, bro, it's only this... completionist mentality now to bring you back. I feel <laughs> you know, like you're not like... going to be motivated unless you just want to get it done. <laughs> I just I'm so terrified because I mean, even Jack went 12,000. I'm like, bro, that's I, it. Yeah, I can't sit here for another. I know. 9,000. Such long kills. <laughs> like they're speeding up now, but it's just... Oh. It's true. They, they have. The newer methods, you still got to use so many supplies. I kind of prefer the old methods just because you could go in there with legit just like pots and not use any food at all. It'd be so chill. But mm -hmm. yeah, I guess with the faster methods now, it's kind of the trade-off between using supplies but getting like 12 kills an hour. Oh, like, yeah. There, no, there's no nice. way I use supplies. I'll still do the chill methods. Yeah, it's like, same. It's, I like just six like kill, it's like six kills an hour, which is Exactly, totally yeah. Fine. Desert Ami is good enough. Desert Ami games next. Yeah, yeah. It's I just obviously now you've got the Fang as well that can be used. So people mm -hmm. are kind of making use of that, just doing the defense reduction. The thing is, is... There's like certain grinds that if you are a completionist player, you kind of have to like gauge what's important to grind first and what do you think will get devalued. Like exactly. Like Ellie's not really up there, is it, for like a useful item? It's more like just a yeah. relic, and, I feel. And you can definitely see Corp getting easier and easier over the next five years. Yeah. Even. Yeah, like, definitely. That's the mindset, isn't it? It's like, oh, do I want to wait now or wait till something more powerful comes out? And people are People are wanting like a Fasani's corp. Like they want like a yeah. Solo that's corp, like what? <laughs> it's like would work. It's just a totally different boss. It's a legacy yeah. boss, you know. Yeah. You can't really balance them in the same way. That's just how they were, you know. Yeah. The way they used to balance bosses was just 
damaging you until you, you had to leave, basically, or <laughs> yeah. do it with more people, you know? Yep. It's like even these days, just cow fight queen. Like, you just look at the mechanics, it's like, ignore defense, <laughs> destroy play. <laughs> uh, that so was... I kind of missed that time, but then I just look at how they were, and it's just, ugh, just bad mechanics. Yeah, no, I mean, there I is some, dodging. There, there is something classic about just a traditional runescape. Like, I think of KBD. You go into yeah. KBD, you click boss, you kill boss. All the boss He's does is attacks you. And it's just, this is classic old school. Like, you know, you Definitely, just kill the yeah. boss, grind it. Like, they can never make a boss like that ever again now because it would just be considered boring. <laughs> like, it would be like a quest boss, pretty much. I know, but... They're like, quest bosses are probably harder, <laughs> to mm. be honest. There, there's something like I'm glad I'm glad they don't feel this need to go and fix those bosses. Though. Like I love the variety yeah. where you get like giant 100%. mole where you just kill it. You have KBD, you just kill it. Like those are yeah. I still enjoy those. Gr- In fact, KBD was one of my favorite grinds because it's just so chill. Yeah, exactly. Chilling. Like I'm, I still have to do that pet grind now. Um, but there's just something about it. I just like doing a chill boss once in a while in between mm-hmm. all the intense like raid content now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely one-up you there with that one. For sure. Just something nice about it. Okay. Um, Gravity asks, do you think we have reached the ceiling when it comes to PVM difficulty? If not, how do you think PVM could be pushed further? Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, I'm thinking back to a couple game jams when Mod Husky came up with a concept about the Tassikal Trials. So the way he pitched it was like kind of a blue inferno. But every wave you went up would be insane difficulty. And like you'd have to decide between keeping your loot or gambling to do the next wave and going for like higher loot, but then losing it all if you die. Now, I really think with the Summer Summit coming out, they could actually explore that concept a lot more and might do something similar to that um, with like a release. Because I'm thinking like with RS3 having like Enrage and that, being able to push a boss to insane levels, kind of like we've seen with the Invocation System at Raids. But it would work a lot better with like a solo boss or like a group boss, I feel. Mm-hmm. Just having like enrages or like a, a system where you'd have to gamble loot to get to higher loot. I think that is how you'd increase the difficulty because you could make these waves insane. Like we're talking Inferno stuff where you'd have to like master it to get, you know, to beat it. Yeah. Be kind of like a release where people would be attempting it and failing over and over again. And that's obviously great content as well. So I think they could explore that. And obviously, with a great invocation system, you could also make stuff borderline impossible as well. Mm-hmm. Especially like with, with Awakened bosses. That's definitely up the bar, I feel. I always work... Uh, so this is... I haven't actually done Awakened Leviathan yet, but I've seen it. And it's insane. It's so insane. But the thing I worry is like, is that how we want to make things difficult where it's just like actually you yeah. have to have insane mouse precision and insane focus and then just like sometimes like i worry that like is that the route we want to continue to go like where it's like okay the hardest thing is now do that but for five minutes mm. straight like jesus christ like it's not like click accuracy and positioning and that like at the end of the day like you kind of have to go that route with runescape because that's the mechanics we have it's a click to play game mm-hmm. A lot of well, it's to do with prayers, so it's understandable that they go that route. I think there's it's fine to go that route a little bit, but I think the main thing that makes things really fun is like um, 
and challenging is like the strategy, like the yeah. the um, immediate solves, for example. Like an Inferno yeah. comes out and you have to solve a wave where it's not like, okay, panic, click these prayers every th- single exactly. tick and click here every yeah. single tick. It's like, no, no, no. How about, how about it's just solve this wave perfectly and everything can one shot yeah. you. But there's, there's no ways like, to like insane. Make it, yeah. Yeah. There's ways to make it easier and harder depending on your knowledge of the waves. And that's why Inferno is one of those pieces of content where. At first, it will seem impossible, but then as you grind the waves and kind of know where the spawns are and everything, it does yes. become a lot easier and it's eventually solvable. So that's why, obviously, this Tatakal Trials could work because it's a wave-based system. Yeah, obviously, for sure. They get insane. It's like a maybe a lot less waves, but yeah, maybe that's what they could explore. It's already a great concept in my eyes. Enrage is definitely what we need to see in old school, though. That sounds so yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Especially content-wise, just watching somebody throw away a bunch of loot just to risk it. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's kind of like, ooh, should I do yeah. a poll? Will I survive this wave? You know? Yes. Oh, my God. The predictions and the polls. It's going to be awesome. That did make Twitch chat way more fun when they added those. I don't know. It's just you can make the most boring content on RuneScape and I like fun with a prediction. <laughs> like, know. just gets people into it. But, like, I will I get the certain log this Troubles. I don't know. You can do like some DJ gambas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love the clue ones though, with the uh, different clue kind of predictions. Where you go, is it going to be this value or what? Those dude, are really fun. I, I started like uh, like a year and a half ago. I was doing like those gambles, but it was it was like I got so simple where it was just like, will I get a diamond ring from this <laughs> nest? Like it's just like the yeah. stupidest thing ever, but yeah. everybody loves it. It's fun. Yeah, we'll. S- We'll see what they come out with because what isn't that isn't that summer summit just coming out in like a week and a half or something? Uh, let's see. It'll be this Saturday, so yeah, four more days. I mean, have you got any predictions for it? Oh, is it this Saturday? Holy shit! Yeah. Okay. Uh, New quest, know. obviously. But what storyline do they explore? I'm thinking uh, Zaya storyline because we've not seen one since Kingdom Divided, and obviously at the end of that quest, you saw like the whole concept of kingdoms of valamore which is kind of the extended yeah. under the new desert treasure two area you've got like the whole like stranglewood area now it's going to be mm-hmm. below that i think yeah that's definitely the best prediction to make and the map was already leaked like exactly yeah 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 if you look on them i think they've done a, a canvas like on the old school store for ages now and it actually does have the kingdom of valamore already on there which is kind of cool oh and they, yeah they planned ahead to adding it yeah so I feel like that's the direction they'll definitely go soon. They've already kind of planned it out like years ago, I guess. Just I really when to do it now. I really hope alongside that, like this would obviously be extra effort as well, but they really need to start looking at sh- uh um not Shazian. Lova Kang, Arceus, and Piscarilius or Pis That's yeah. the one. They they need to literally adjust those. Those places look like shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm never gonna, Arca- I'm never gonna Arca- rework so bad, dude. Yeah. Dude, have you ever just teleported to Arceus and just looked? It's just <laughs> at place. blue. It's just a, it's just a big squidge of color. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, so, yeah, when you they, compare it to the reworked ones, it's so much nicer. God, Shazian is gorgeous. They nailed yeah, that. So Sidious is great as well. So, yeah, you're I think right, they though. will eventually. It's way better than Zay used to be. It's just like a square piece of land. And over the years, they just kind of chiseled it and made it a lot better. Like, well, it does feel a massive part of the game. It's weird to think that Zay wasn't there, no? Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this with Summer Summit. Do you think they'll come out with another Clue expansion? Or is that going to be later? I mean, when's the last Clue expansion they did? 2019. Is it as far back as Master... 
Really? Yeah, okay. 2019 Mimic and the uh, Third mm. Age Tools. And no, no, no uh, it's dru- Druidic. I feel like a Clue expansion would be not really something they'd announce at a Summer Summit unless they brought a whole new tier of clues. But can you go above master clues is the question. Like, how do you go above those steps already? Because there's, there's some pretty insane requirements already on those. Like, how could you do better than that? Or would it be a case of expanding clues with, like, more awards? Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I personally think it's too early to come out with Grandmaster Clues. We could give yeah. it a few more years. And What about Achievement Diaries? Like, would there be an added tier to that? I would be okay with Master Achievement Diaries. and yeah, have that could be something to explore. Just the rewards again. Like, what do you do with the rewards? I'm sure that's the hardest part of any new content now. It's thinking, what do we bring out to incentivize people doing it? So it's yeah. not dead in the water and release. But no, I'd be down to see more Clue stuff. Like, as I said, big fan of Clues. Like, I'm all yeah. for it. I'm just thinking they're going to go the classic route of maybe like new PVM content, new quest. Probably expand on some of the stuff they've talked about at game jam with concepts and that um probably another league know. idea as well yeah it'll be another league idea i reckon i'm thinking when they're going to continue on the uh vampire story and that was a pretty interesting one the sins of the father like the whole plot twist at the end well not really plot twist but the uh the dead ends yeah Can't and, think of the term. and the fact that we still need to run around that stupid dragon's wall to get to that step like come on yeah, just let it. us climb up the- <laughs> let us teleport into it come on <laughs> no I'm just thinking that they could make that final boss fight of the uh, the main vampire dude insane because Sins of the Father from like an average player perspective is actually pretty difficult fight like all the yeah. lightning dodging and the DPS check like they could make that fight like Nomad like it was back in the day it's an insane fight to beat that'd be cool Desert Treasure 2 was difficult man. yeah even, even that was those boss fights were tricky yeah yeah that's what I mean they're kind of up in the bar now to quest boss fights that realistically is going to be the hardest for a long time mm-hmm I mean, even, it just feels like four different quests. Like I, I literally died twice to the very end of Desert Treasure Two with because I had no idea what I was doing. I just I, I went yeah, in just expecting it to be easy. It was <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what I'm Oh, doing. screw the dwarf! I hated her. <laughs> like I wasn't too sure what to do. I was just getting exploded by these bolts. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. It's one of those game knowledge things. I mean, on a on a new release, you're always going to get slapped either way. It's just mm-hmm. the process in it. Um. Okay, he also asks, favorite moments on stream? Ooh, favorite moments on stream. I mean, the first off would be obviously the iconic drop moments. They're always yeah. hype. Um, I'm glad that clipping's obviously been a thing on Twitch for years because without that, like, you wouldn't be able to look back on these memories that you've made now on stream. So it's probably drops uh, of iconic moments. I mean, just being part of, like, the Deadman finales. I used to do a lot of the live events on stage with like the Deadman final hours and that. And they were just like such a nice presence to be a part of. It's kind of like a mini room fest where you do the event and then after you just like go to like an open bar with everyone who went to the event and just have a good time. It was mm. those like those stream moments were great. Uh, like the the Jagex run tournaments, like All Stars was sick. Love that. Um, yeah, I think it's, like to pinpoint something on my stream that's happened, it would just be the drop reactions. I'd say I couldn't yeah. really pinpoint one thing. Just so many good moments over the years. Okay, he also his final question is: Do you think you'd ever start a YouTube series? You see, this is what I've always kind of tried juggling over the years. I'm thinking: Do I actually want to start to dive into the YouTube and really come up with a series? 
But for me, I wouldn't want to do like progress videos because that's already kind of a thing, even though people would gladly follow my progress on my Ironman. But I feel like I stream enough to kind of do the live coverage of it. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm already kind of putting in those hours. And that's the hardest thing. It would be like the balance. Like I wouldn't be able to stream as many hours or obviously there'd be like less time in my day. And I already have like barely any. So it's, it's, it's hard when you're already streaming like eight hours a day plus i mean with the farmer stuff now like i go live for like seven hours go offline and go back online for four it's like 11 12 hours a day you know Sheesh. so you're, yeah it, it's, you're, it's hard are, to juggle can i just interrupt and just say like your your consistency over a decade of streaming is just admirable <laughs> I like, it's really it. crazy oh thank you it's, it's thank dedication. You. i don't know it's just it's just so motivating when you've got like such a nice and supportive community around you it's and even and, just like being part of this community is just great. I don't know. I just get so motivated. That's what's that's what's I think admirable about it is like you didn't you've never taken it for granted. I think you've No, no, I'm always I'm always very grateful, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's important. And I think uh yeah, you've deserved all the success you've you've gotten. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's just when I click go live, like it's just a, a nice experience to, you know, play RuneScape alongside, you know, the, the people in the chat, so at the end of the day, that's what I see it as. It's just kind of like enjoying your favorite game and just conversating and yeah, just enjoying the goofy moments that happen throughout, you know, day and day streams. It's great. There was a question that was talking about, have you ever been burnt? Oh, you see, a lot of people always ask me that. And yeah. the honest answer is with RuneScape, no. And I, and I surprise myself. I, I think to myself, like with all the hours I have put into this game, like how isn't there a burning point? And I think... I've just really got to a point where I've I can set like really nice goals to where I have like a main goal I'm working on, but then I've got like fall along goals that kind of are along the road that I can fall back to if I get bored of the main thing. Hmm. But it's just grind mentality, really. Like over the years, it's just kind of built up, and now I'm at the stage where like I've done some of the hardest stuff with the most hours. If I go back to doing like say building a new account, I was just so easy to to work on it. So the, the burn factor just doesn't really happen for me with a game like RuneScape because I'm just always doing something. I think as long as I've got something going on in-game, like I'll, I'll never get burnt. It's just too motivating, really, when with, with all these new updates coming out. And I think a big part of that is having the stream behind me. Like if I was just a player, there probably would be times where I wouldn't be motivated to play. Mm-hmm. Streaming is a huge motivator. Like, don't get me wrong. For sure. I think that's the main part of it. Um, if I were to choose a moment where I'd burn the most, it would probably be like maybe some of the big arm grinds like the Ellie. But at the end of the day, I just think like I'm going to get it eventually. I may as well continue. So Yeah. And it's it, it gets to a point where like you can't stop. That was me with Nightmare. Exactly. Like Nightmare was awful. But at least yeah. you know that like it's like you're streaming it. People are waiting for the drop. And mm-hmm. that kind of motivates you in and of itself. Yeah. The way I see it is like, the longer the drop takes, the better the reaction. <laughs> and true. you kind of want to go draw in some drops yeah. for a stream because it builds up a whole story about it. Like if you just get a drop in a day, people are like, oh, you got so spoon and then they forget about it. Yeah. If you do a grind over a whole year and get everyone talking about it, it's actually such a big brain for like your stream growth because the amount of word of mouth you'll get from it is just wild. So totally. That's one good thing about, I guess, Dry Street. Has there it ever happens a lot? Has there ever been a game that you've wanted to play but felt like you couldn't because you are a RuneScape streamer? Um, I wouldn't say so. Like I've, 
dived into like new releases. I remember when Fortnite first came out, and I used to play that season one. Uh, I like after my RS streams, like I do an RS stream and I jump on that and just have some fun with it. But with those type of games, like it, unless I'm putting in all my hours into it, I never really get to a stage where like I get really, really good and therefore stay motivated to play. I think it's because I can put all my hours into RS. It's like I've got, got like that game knowledge now where it just stays consistent and I, I get motivated to continue. But with games like that, I'm not motivated to play as many hours because I even need to put everything into it or none at all, you know? Yeah. That's kind of with me. It's like I'll enjoy games on the side, but there won't be like a stage where I'll get super good at it because I'll have to invest a lot of hours. So there's, you know, there's been releases over the years. Like I know a lot of streams are playing like Valheim, and that was quite interesting. But no, I just was like, well, I'm enjoying RS still, you know. I'm not really burned from it, so why would I, why would I switch, you know? Why would I explore others? Okay, this is. I'll be open to the idea. Yeah. The, this, oh, the thing is, like, RuneScape, you can't ever, like... No. Yeah. It's just it's so easy. It's just, th- it's there's, just a different breed. And there's no other game that could ever you could ever put in as many hours as RuneScape. It's just... No. Yeah. It's like a lifestyle. You just can't really... <laughs> these days, like, you can't really make another game that's, like, RS for some reason. Like, even if you bring out a new MMO... I know there was, like, that Genfanad one that kind of tried to recreate oh, yeah. it. Feel, but you can just... <laughs> never get to the stage because you've got to think like old school's unique and it's got 20 years behind it as well yep. so you've already got the player base there it's just yeah yeah very hard to compete with exactly yeah um this is a good one will you ever do another corp grind should your hardcore Ooh. group iron man group get that far Ooh, i mean we actually did do about a thousand corp kills on the last hardcore group iron man and we didn't get any sigils so i feel like <sighs> This time we do want to try again and get at least one sigil just for the achievement. Yeah. But then again, like doing corp on a hardcore group, I mean, it's like, it just feels like you're doing it on a main account because you're teaming it. You know, That's there's true. no concept of having to spec it down. If you want to keep it safe, you could still do that method, but it's still four times faster if you've got the equipment to do it. So yeah, I definitely want to do that on the hardcore group again, if we have the time to, just depends. Uh, in terms of doing it again on, on the Ironman though, um, I don't have any log slots apart from the pet which is the pressing thing. So if I actually wanted to pursue that, I would have to go back. But it would be interesting to see how lucky I'd get this time or more unlucky. Um, and also just, yeah, just see uh, how it would be as a grind in 2023 compared to like five years ago because it has been enough time, I feel, where I could actually do it again because it has been uh, so much time. Yeah, Corp's definitely just when I, when we think of Corp, when I think of Corp, I just think of yeah, like those those. I think of you. I think of Jack. I think of uh, yeah, even Casey. I throw him in because he was going. That's to it. Pet. Yeah, his pet grind was iconic. Brutal. To be honest, like yeah. I look at some of Casey's pet grinds and I think if <laughs> I ever go that so grind of Bloodhound, unlucky. yeah, I'm never gonna get it. Like, how do you do six? I don't think there's even a six thousand master clues on a hard on a like a Iron Man. On there's, the yeah, barely a thousand. There's a few with over oh. a thousand. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you could genuinely be in a business where you never get that pet. Yep. If you had that drive. It's wild. That yeah. guy is a grinder, though. Yeah. He is, he's crazy. His collection log stuff is great. Because he got to rank one at one point. I think uh, there's a new rank one now. I think Bowser. Ju- is that, I think that's yeah, how you there's, there's Basiligis and then. Basiligis, pe- yeah. People even say Marnie is. Mar- Marnie is the guy that has like nine pieces of third age and they're like druidic oh and pickaxe gosh. and just like 
all the really good pieces. So technically, he's like way ahead of everyone. Yeah, because of the uh, third age stuff. Yeah, the way I see third age logs is like you're doing barrows, but like extreme degen edition. Like you might start getting you know unique pieces, but then once you get to the last few, if it, it ever gets to that stage, forever. Yeah, yeah, just impossible. Let me ask you this: Do you think anybody will ever complete the collection log? Well, if we're including the very rare third age stuff, no. But outside of that, absolutely. I mean, the yeah. boss log's been done. I feel like that's I'm pretty sure one of the hardest parts. I don't know what. I think Bazilla just well, he's completed all the bosses, completed all mini games. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it just has like a few raids capes to get. Jeez, and then he's just and literally just on the blues. Then yeah, wow. The th- yeah, the, that's that's pretty wild. This is the pr- well. Okay, I take it back because Desert Treasure Two came out, so he has a few things. But oh, he has the one more pet together. Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem is even if somebody, even if somebody were to like literally be one, this would never happen. But even if somebody were to just be one third age piece away from completing it, like yeah, by that time there's like another clue expansion that came out that gives more exactly. third age it's new updates. Yep. So you just never get it. Yeah. I feel like you'd be at a stage where you'd be battling with the new content coming out and also still working on clues. And even then, like that last third HP could take like eight years just mm-hmm. rolling like placeholders the entire time. Because aiming for a specific third HP just sounds like one of the most impossible things to do in this game. <laughs> it's it's bad. I could never imagine it. Yeah. But no, it's it's super impressive if people got like nine already. It, it makes me remind back to an Iron Man in the first year of Iron Man mode, actually. There was an Iron Man, I think, who went by the name of uh, like Iron Warhead or something. I can't remember. Maybe maybe a different name. Yeah, but no, I, ha- yeah, yeah, go for it. I can't remember, but he had like a, a helmet, a body, and a kite shield or something. And he was only missing the legs. And then he pulls another kite shield. So he's only got <laughs> melee pieces from hard clues. And this was within like 200 or 300 hard clues. I remember uh, just, just I, wild. Do, was that on like Spark Mac Live or something? I yeah, sw- that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but it, it was I something. Think- you're right. It was like Warhead something. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Iron Warhead or something. But he had like the most insane hard clue third age look. And the fact that he could have had a full third age melee set and that. Oh, my God. Dude. I would have just been like in a history, in a museum. No, like legit. The fa- Okay, so right now. The only Iron Man I even know of that have four pieces of third age is me and Nos. Yeah. And the fact that this random guy back in 2015 had four pieces. <laughs> that, like, Just from Hockley. Like, I, I thought, I uh, like, to this day... Like, I want to believe it. I actually do believe it because there's no way somebody would just try to fake that. But it's just so unbelievable how you get that lucky. Yeah. It was real, though, because he came to me in game on one of the streams really? and showed oh me yeah, my God. with the gear on, and I was just like, bro. Okay, well, that's the confirmation so I so needed. Early. Yeah, he was in game as well, yeah. It, it, it was legit. Absolutely insane. Jesus, dude. Like, four pieces of third age and, and like, 300 hearts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think of it now, and it's probably not been recreated since. Bro, that, that's, like, the equivalent of getting, like, four Ellie's and 400 Corp. That's like, it. It's just well, the most impressive part is just the fact it was all the melee set. And that's, that's probably why he just yeah. burnt out after. Like, he was stuck <laughs> to getting the legs, but he got another kite. Like, that would make anyone quit, right? <laughs> You've like, I'm done. <laughs> I was so close. Dude, and, and then you have a player like Freejin, who he, he he's rank one. Well, he de-ironed, but he was rank one hards. Um, 
and he didn't get his first third age until like seven or eight thousand hard clothes and it was oh. van braces oh yeah i can see my di now <laughs> it's just impressive <laughs> Like, oh no. like that is like literally the duality of just luck on third age you either yeah. get it or you don't you just have to get lucky to finish that log like it's just no other way there might be one person who eventually gets pretty close but it's gonna be just pure rng there's yeah. no other way to go about it if you do average like you're never gonna complete it you have to spoon and that's how like i think jar of darkness used to be like no one ever had the skateza kill count in the high schools to get that jar mm -hmm. you just had to get and lucky. then eventually yeah, I'm glad they finally changed stuff like that. Bro, imagine going 10 times rate on Jar of Darkness pre- That's what I mean. 25,000 Scotizo. Bro, <laughs> you can't even get to that in a lifetime. Like, genuinely, you'd be there- You'd then like 10 lifetimes. Yeah, like, you'd be one Bill Slayer XP. <laughs> you'd be, feel like you wasted your time. Oh my God. I actually got that Jar, though, pre-rate, and I was like, no. <laughs> it's just insane to see on the ground. So it's, like part of the evil side was like, oh, I'm going to vote no to this poll to make the draw go down just to be selfish. Dude, uh. the thing is, is I was uh, so I got the jar. Of, so after the after the nerf or whatever or the buff or yeah. whatever, whatever you call it, um, I got the jar in like seven kills. And I was like, fuck, like, I wish they hadn't nerfed it just because if yeah. you think about it, that only would have taken like technically like, you know, 100 kills. You know, That's what I mean. Just, yeah. God damn it. Then again, does it work like that with it? It doesn't. Being... It doesn't. No, exactly. Yeah. But you got to think to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do feel bad for those. Uh, there was one guy that was that would come into my stream and pre, um, nerf. He got two jars of darkness on oh, his log. Oh my god. You got to think like what a waste of RNG. But <laughs> totally. Yeah. Getting That's a second one is just stupid. Yeah, especially because like you got to think how imbalanced that drop was when they first released it. What were they thinking? Like, they made the pet 1 in 65, right? Because they thought that'd be pretty reasonable for something you've got to get a token for. But what? 1 in 2,500 for a job? Come on. Well, definitely this, some night. My, my whole argument back then was like, th there is literally no use for this jar at all. Yeah. But it's because collection log became a thing. Exactly. That it's the collection bunkered. log mindset. Yeah. yeah. That's it. What about the gargoyle jar? That's... Like one in five k, that makes no sense to me either. I don't know why that one's so rare, dude. Sad, I messed up on that one as well. Sad story about that. I got that jar of stone twenty kc a month before the collection log came out. Oh, pain! Well, don't gotta... you worry. You know that wife and vicious story I told you? Uh, yeah, that was uh, a month before the collection log. <laughs> I haven't got it anymore. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm I glad, know the feeling. I'm glad all my third age pieces were post log, just barely. Yeah, yeah. The third age axes for me, but the top wasn't. Unfortunately, that was back in. Rip. 2015, so I'll never see that one again, unfortunately, but ah, the, the axe made up for it. It's okay. We'll be happy with that. Um. Okay, let's see. Blueberry Central asks, you are playing your second Group Iron Man account now. Do you think that Group Iron Man was a good addition to the game? What makes it so fun for you? Yeah, I mean, this second iteration of the Farmers was like such a out-of-the-blue last-minute thing for us. It only came about because Foe was playing a hardcore group with Oda, who obviously wanted to do one for the first time. Mm -hmm. And obviously their group ended earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so Foe still had kind of that hardcore itch. You know, he was getting to the good stage. He was a month in. So automatically he was like, oh, you know, why don't we just ask the others? You know, we've done it already. It's been a good amount of time. You know, why not, you know, give it a go? And uh, I just said to him, I just said to him straight up, like, listen, if you get a Max Gate, 
I will gladly go again. So he got his mat skate. We just ran it back, and it's been like just as fun as the first, if not more fun. Like I guess we've switched it up this time because we've invited in Denise now, mm-hmm. and now obviously with the five man format, it has felt very different. And there's different content in game and different metas now. So yeah, it's been very enjoyable. That's one cool. thing I do like is the fact that they added in a lot of group time and quality of life halfway through the game mode last time when we were playing. But now that's all in the game as soon as we started the account. So yeah, it's been it's been great. I've uh, I've had a lot of fun of it and very, very addicted. I want to say more addicted to this than my main Iron Man That's awesome. Uh Okay, Shiny Red Eyes asks, what boss mechanics would you like to see in the future of OSRS, if any? Ooh, ooh boss mechanics. Uh, I think with, like, bosses being able to run now is making them a lot more scary because you've got to think about positioning more. I'd like to see more of that. Seems like they're spamming that a lot more. Mm-hmm. You, know the, you know the mechanic with Vardoris with the kind of the stuff you click on screen? I really like that. I knew as mm. soon as players saw that mechanic, they would love it. That was sick. Yeah, and, they, they um, did it in a very non-intrusive way as well. Yeah, they got I that just nice. feel so natural. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I just think um, more invocation stuff is what I'd like to see. I'd say, because from a player perspective, it's very hard to think of new mechanics out of the blue. I think just doing more of what they've been doing and just doing unique stuff would be sick. I mean, Mod Arcane's a great developer. He, he yeah, makes he some is. really good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't have any doubts of him bringing out some really cool, unique stuff. I reckon we'll see some of that with the Summer Summit, to be honest. Like some new cool boss. Yeah, so, yeah I, more invocation stuff. I'm really glad we have like Elena, Husky, Arcane. Like those yeah. guys are all. Well, first of all, all three of those people are maxed Iron Men. I'm pretty exactly, sure. Yeah, they're all they're all players, and that's why the team now is like so good because yeah. they've all come from the player perspective. They kind of understand it. What is your favorite boss, by the way? Like, just a pure gameplay-wise. Um, I don't know why. I just really like... I used to really like the normal Nightmare until Fosani came out. And I think it was just because it was just different. And, like, you had the, the mechanics of having to react to the melee faster. Mm-hmm. But now that we've got stuff like TOA coming out, which is, like, feels a lot cleaner. Like, I, I'd say the raiding content would be my favorite. Okay. But I've got a soft spot for, I'd say, Zora as well. I don't know. I could grind Zora all day, every day. I did that grind recently on the hardcore group. And, like, it's just... It just comes natural to me. Like, mm-hmm. we've done probably 14,000 kills of all the accounts. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I just like how chill it is. And it's become a lot easier these days as well with the gear we got now. Yep. No, so I'd I... probably go with Zora. There's something really just fun about a quick fight that's pretty basic... Even though, you know, Zora takes a little bit to learn, but, like, as soon as you yeah. get it down, it's just chill. Like, you're just having a good time. You get the click. That's yeah. why people like CG, I guess, because it's the click. Like, I yeah. just remember getting that click where I was like, okay, I know how all the movements work now, getting all the prayers down. And to be fair, like, on release, that content was brutal. You know, you had no, no animations for the flicking. It was, like, just a counting boss. I'm just so glad they got rid of that. Yeah. Like, that counting was... bosses are just so bad. Same with demonics so, as well. So stupid. What do you think of the um, the demonic change with the animation kind of? That's good. Planning when it's going to change. That's, yeah, that's totally just, fine. Keeps it. Just keeps it nice. Yeah. It's you like, why? Yeah. I know you just have to like, honestly ask yourself, like, why are we keeping this stupid mechanic where you're just getting RNG'd over and over? Like, is, yeah. there, is there a reason it's for just this? just not fun. 
Yeah. Maybe fun for a little bit, but like after a thousand, you have to do for the Zenites is just not good. Yeah, like there is an argument against it, which is like, oh well, you know, now there's a more of a reason to bring tankier gear because you know yeah. there is a chance you could get maged or arranged or whatever so you'd pray mage every time and your gear would protect you like there's still his arguments but um it's the same thing that goes with like fasanis like people love a fight that has no rng element to it where you're not exactly. even getting ship damage but yeah at the end of the day like when are you ever going to use food then i think vardorvis really yeah. nailed it with 100 you're, you're yeah. getting chipped down technically but the fight is consistent. You're not, you're not going to die to the chip damage if you're fully healed at the beginning, unless you make mistakes. Yeah, like you have to keep food useful. And at the same time, they, they give you an item to get back to the area faster. It's just a balancing thing, really. Like yeah. having the boss really far away is just all to do with the amount of drops coming into the game. That's mm -hmm. why they couldn't do a straight up, like, I guess, instances for some bosses because the, the drops are just coming too fast. So. Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the price of the new drops already, though. I feel like Virtus is already down bad. I kind of expected it. It's not BIS, but yeah, still really good gear though. Like for what it is, yeah. Just Angels is not as useful, I guess. the The problem is, is I feel like our expectation of drops, like we we always have, especially as main accounts, like we have this idea that like this item needs to be this price, and if it's not, then something's yeah. wrong. It's like, nah, it's just. That's it. It's just supply and demand. Like we just have to understand that some items will just it's like the Pegasian crystal. That shit was gonna be a hundred K. Yeah. And there's this nothing range we can of really do about it. So they come in way slow, yeah. It's just yeah. all about what is the main item. That's why I thought like when they were adding the Aladinus water, I was like, Well, this item's gonna be cheap straight away because there's gonna be way less arcane sigils in the game. Yeah. Um, what do you think about like the price of the the scythe compared to the other two like mega weapons? You think like the scythe should receive some sort of uh, buff to kind of bump it back up? No, I'm actually completely against the scythe buff. I think what they could do. Okay, so first of all, the scythe is really good in yeah. certain areas, and that's okay. what it really should be. I think, and this is my take with the twist. I honestly think the twisted bow should get like. I, I I would even be okay with a little bit of a nerf to the twisted bow, but it's fine the way it is because if it if it yeah. touch it at all, people are gonna freak out. So that's fine. Yeah, it's been um, an iconic item for now for a while now. Yeah, the scythe is really good in certain places, and that's what I think should be. I think people get way too obsessed with this idea that the mega rares need to be super super really super good, good. everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's just a dangerous route to go down because then it just makes every other item look like trash. Exactly. But then you see stuff like the Fang being as good and cheap as it is now. And, you know, in some situations, people are using the Fang over Scythe in yeah. like those big boss situations. The, the, I did have one idea with the Scythe, though. Mm, um, what is that? To kind of get it on the same level. And that was just, you know, like the Blood Fury just gives you the passive heal. I was just thinking, like, add, like, the Blood Fury to the Scythe. Because mm. that would keep it, like, on par with kind of feeling more powerful. And then that could be, like, a perk of it. You know, know what? I've, it's... I think I think one thing is like make it, it. They could do this where they make it so the scythe only takes one charge from the blood fury, but it still gets all the that. Act. Yeah, because then you could actually because yeah that that is a problem with the scythe is like you have no real incentive to use a blood fury with this unless you're a main and you just don't care about money. Exactly, it's way too fast, dude. It's this is just burning blood runes or. uh the blood shards it's not good. yeah that's what i was thinking because the blood room cost is a lot which is 
ultimately a downside of using it. Mm-hmm. But if you had obviously like an, a passive inbuilt blood effect, like it would make sense with the lore of the item. It's a frigging blood scythe. Mm. But at the same time, it kind of gives it that edge because, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like Shadow and... Even though we can't really compare them, but at the end of the day, they are on the same level. They're meant to be the combat triangle of the big weapons. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, before. there was... Okay, so this would actually... I've heard a lot of people, because I've made some rambles, and I was talking, I, I I had a really strong position on just really getting charged weapons to be more prominent in the game, especially just with higher level yeah. weapons, but I've kind of, like, lessened my stance on that, and I was just thinking, like, okay, people have a problem with the Fang, because it's really good, so mm-hmm. make it so Fang has just either really shitty slash, and it's really just meant for stab, and then... This was actually something that was brought up that actually made me think. Like right now, Inquisitor's Mace is barely used for literally anything except for like... That's it. Crushes down bad. Yeah. And and the Scythe, this would actually be a nerf to the Scythe, but make it so the Scythe isn't good at Crush. So the Mace now has a place, kind of. And make it so even the Scythe is slash accuracy is a little that's what bit i mean better. yeah that would be okay i think i'd be okay with the that. danger we're doing that though is because the scythe is two-handed and it's also uh only good against enemies with like bigger tiles then obviously removing a perk from it then would make it kind of even more redundant as you said because obviously then you could go back to using like blade of Seodor for like singular combat because mm-hmm. you, you don't even get the triple hit on like one tile enemies i guess that's the only thing yeah what what do yeah. you think what do you think about um like two by two monsters getting all three hits from a scythe? Yeah, I reckon so. I think that could be a good start of a buff, just making it hit more. I mean, maybe even the buff would be even single enemies get multiple hits. I don't know. Like that could be a good perk. I don't really break so, it too so much. that's where I would actually draw the line because I think the scythe shouldn't just be best everywhere. I think the niche yeah. that it is good against it's the same thing with Tebow. Tebow's not good everywhere, it's good against high mage level bosses. That's true. But do you think with the blood rune like cost of it, that would be the offset against having to use like a null weapon that doesn't degrade against that because it is expensive? Or do you think that's not as powerful? Because I guess blood rune price is kind of down right at the moment. So I think the way to go about it is maybe add a little bit of accuracy to the slash and make it so two by twos get all three hits. And yeah. uh, make it so even one one by ones, you'd only get one hit on it. But that would that would be the niche case scenarios where a blade of Sailor for once be ever has any sort of a... that's true that's an item that isn't really used anymore like it's no garbage. one's gonna make that so, first it is so garbage yeah <laughs> but then you think of it as an item and it's just like it's a good item it's just kind of put down by other stuff now yeah. and that's the only issue to like when new stuff comes out it's like how do you now slot in the uh the older items or the new items yeah yeah it's... they must really sit there for hours coming up with rewards i'll tell you what right now what do we do next there's just the thing is is like we keep building upon this game and so the more it gets more and more and more complex where balancing yeah. items just becomes a headache because there's so many factors to everything. Do you think they could do an item within an item within an item kind of like a Russian dot? You know like they make the whip into the Abyss of Tentacle and they add another item to that. Dude, is that too far? I, the thing is, is I don't actually think that's too far. I was even thinking like um for example, if they were to come out with new boots, are yep. we just supposed to complete? Because I would, I would argue Jagex would present uh, just scrapping like Sir boots. Like Sir boots are now just like the mid tier ones, and now you just I have reckon these boots. they would. But yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to 
making prims just have an upgrade to prims and so now that technically there's three things dragon boots, it, yeah and that would else. be that would be the first one that i feel like they'd explore because we haven't had boots in a while mm -hmm. i think right now obviously for mage and range there's no damage boosting boots so that's probably where they're looking at if yeah. you look at the last few ones that are coming out obviously they saw that rings didn't have that yeah that's naturally going to be the first one well so yeah good guess boots what do you be. what are your thoughts on a cult doing 10 percent oh damage? god yeah it's just it's just wild like for a slayer item like what that, that has always been one of the most powerful that i think okay my personal opinion if if nobody want if the community doesn't want it to be changed fine that's whatever but that is something that desperate need desperately needs to be looked at yeah. because you can't have health in this game with an item that does literally the equivalent of five ancestral pieces in one slot that's I'm what sorry. i mean if you compare it to ancestral then you think what but then you always look back to seeing that jewelry is always the most powerful boost in the game like jewelry's wild that's true that's true like rings and amulets and that they've always given the biggest boost like always back in the day like you'd add to your setup with like a fury because it would just give insane defense bonuses mm. all the attack and strength and prayer on top of that so like it's always been, you know, no secret that jewelry's OP, but yeah, I think they definitely went overboard with the aqua release, probably just because it was one of the first. Yeah, it was just like, something to like make Kraken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was kind of like an incentivize in it. There was maybe there wasn't as much magic damage back then. So. And there, yeah, there was no reason to even care about the balancing because yeah, like you said, Arams was the best thing there anyway. Um, it's probably because you had Trident now, and like you actually started to get uh, damage increase with the trident and having magic levels and higher damage so mm -hmm. just made more sense i mean i i just think we could do uh like a rebalance of mage damage like yeah you could still keep the occult as the best slot. like you could literally make a cult six percent and it would exactly. still be so amazing it's still good because you still got the, the mage bonus on there even though that isn't as important but like it's just good overall dude price as well just this is this would be my uh i've talked about this and i've always kind of changed a little bit on the calculations but seriously if they were to make a cult six percent lower tormented just by one from five to four make that four and then make augury have five percent so now you've Ooh, not changed anything yeah. but you've given augury an actual use <laughs> yeah in, in certain situations and you've rebalanced this like that would be great <laughs> i'll tell you what though People who are holding arcane scrolls right now are their hands for that day. They're just like, yes, please. <laughs> they would make absolute bank overnight. Yeah. Just no, that. The arcane would go up so much. Because now you've got shadow as well. Like That would be a needed thing. I, I want to say the, right now, the most OP item in the game is the saturated heart. That item is insane. <sighs> like Dude. max boost? Like what? <laughs> and it's just forever. I, yeah, I actually love I mean. that it's forever. Like selfishly, yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Sick. <laughs> It's just like, do they explore that now with other combats or just mage? I don't think they could. Because you don't have a super magic potion. That's the thing. Well, technically you do now with the Forgotten Baru. That now is the super magic potion, I guess. Yeah. Dude, that saturated heart is actually so busted. Oh, it's just, it's yeah. so busted. <laughs> it's not even like impossible to get either. Like The I upgrade know. itself is not impossible. It's just grinding muspar, but I know. yeah, it can be quite nasty on the Slayer, I guess. They've Very even random. made it easier because, like, isn't uh, superiors after elite? Yeah, he's like one in one in one fifties. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so technically it is easier, and you've got obviously higher level mobs now. Like, if you really wanted to grind it, you could go go do hydras and just grind the superiors. It would be the most miserable thing ever, but yeah, technically it's possible. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I don't I know. There's just certain silly things in this game that are actually just incredibly busted. But we're just like, eh. Whatever. We just kind of deal with it. Like, yeah, it's been in the game for a while, why not? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's oh, whatever, whatever. But it slides 10% mage damage? Sure. <laughs> Maze has a couple questions, but I want to ask his uh, second question, which is outside of the farmers, who is your favorite content creator? Uh, I would say uh, when he does stream, Wooks always really interests me. Um, just the way, obviously, I said before, the way he innovates like methods and that. Um, obviously, Wooks is like a really chill content creator. He doesn't really like go for the entertainment factor as much. It's just his gameplay is just insane. So always a big fan of when I see his streams. Uh, I would say entertainment value. Like I've really been enjoying Ginger Beardy. Like he been doing his sub fun or maybe recently finished it and like he's just a hilarious dude you know he can mm-hmm. just he's just outrageous he just i don't know it's just the character about me just always enjoyable to tune in um and then for like the goat wise like boaty streams that are so consistent as well like i'll always mm-hmm. find myself in a boaty stream outside of the farmers these days though it's just like i'm always rotating the farmer streams it's just something about really interesting about watching your teammates play after you go offline you have to, but, uh, yeah. That makes yeah, you have to exactly, too. yeah. But no, I, I would say, yeah, Wooks, Gingerbeardy, and, and Boaty are probably the outside of the ones I watch the most at the moment. Those, yeah, those are all great streamers. Um, what yeah. about on the side of YouTube? Do you watch much OSRS YouTube? Ooh, when I get the time to, it's very rare. Like usually, if I have time, I'll, I'll start with like a highlight channel, so mm-hmm. just to see like what's going on in the category. Mm-hmm. And then, other than that, I'm just really interested in like the uh, like soup stuff, like his Gillenor games, and that's probably my like my favorite series that's ha- ever happened, I would say. So YouTube for me, not as much. I don't watch, um, just because I'm always on Twitch. But no, I, I really enjoy like the production value of like Gillenor games and that. Nice, very very cool stuff. Yeah, it seems to be you at least how i've seen it is like i'll i'll have a youtube phase and then i'll have a twitch phase yeah it's like i'm really just watching all twitch and then i'm yeah yeah just watching all youtube and then i'll switch off kind of yeah it's, i think it's just because like i'm live all the time so it's really hard to like pull up a youtube video on the side yeah like, that's true and with you twitch do, i mean kind of you're, like, you're streaming so much as well like it's yeah different. that's it like i'll literally stream and i'll have like a couple hours to myself and then it, i'll just reset and go again yeah, that's especially with this farmer stuff. Yeah, because I'll and try and sync up the American guys. There is literally so much OSRS YouTube content nowadays too. It's like, oh yeah, where do you even start? Like, what, that's what like, I mean. Like, if so I so much, if I watched it, like, I'd be absolutely loving it because I'd have hours and hours of content to catch up on. <laughs> I, I could sit there for hours just watching everything. You know? Yeah, literally, there is so that's much great. out there now. And it's great to see though, like, and the the quality of stuff is actually just becoming insane like yeah it's who do you think set the bar for that like where did it change settled settled Settled, yeah and then i mean even torvesta like he has um he's made a few series and they are just so good torvesta has truly like unlocked the secret to just high engagement video that's just fast-paced it's like no bullshit just go that's it it's hardcore stuff straight to the point like hours and hours between those clips but just very enjoyable and i I love the comical factor as well. I just like the sound effects. Like that for me, I just mm-hmm. find hilarious. Like mm-hmm. there's the random like meme <laughs> clips. Oh, it just makes it for me. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, he he nails it with that. 
Um, okay, so what is the average day for uh, Curtis? What do you what do you do in the like an average average day? Yeah. Oh, wow, this is my last three months with with okay. the farmers going on. So usually I will start my day with um, what time? Either usually at like nine a.m. I'd say I'd set my alarm for. Okay. I try and go bed by like midnight. So usually nine a.m. I'll wake up. Um, I'll usually start with either like a walk or just breakfast and then straight into a shower. It just really depends on how lazy I'm feeling. Like I get through phases where like, I'll go out on a walk to kind of reset my mind. And I, I recently got back into Pokemon Go, which is kind of motivating to do that. Um, but yeah, morning walk was was really good. Um, there was a content creator called um, Ryan who actually uh, got me into a thing called Fitman mode, which kind of got me way oh, back yeah. into that kind of stuff. Um, so glitch coach and shout out to him. Um, yeah, he, he got me back into all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of routined it since then with like the walks and that. Because he set like a, a step limit per day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really need the motivation to do that. Because outside of that, I don't do any gym stuff, to be honest. It's just mostly the uh, kind of walking and that. Yep. Um, but yeah, my day will just usually be that. And then breakfast, shower, um, throw on the stream. And then usually I'll go offline now, make dinner for me and my wife. And then I'll uh, do another stream and sleep pretty much. That's... Uh, Perform with the farmers, and I only say that because I have my normal viewer base at my uh, time zone. But then, obviously, by the time everyone else is online, it's at like seven PM, eight PM my time. So, in order to sync up and actually do the group content, which is a big part of the series, I will have to obviously stream then as well. But I don't want to make it like my normal streaming hours because obviously it's just not good for my channel. So, I got to kind of meet in the middle with that. Um, but yeah, outside of the farmer series, I used to do just. Um, a lot of different stuff in the evenings usually was like nights out or just movies at home i mean i've had denise here now for the last half a year we've we've been long distance for a while but she's finally living in the uk with me now so yeah i reckon we'll be doing a lot more stuff now of our time just because of that uh, there's a lot of flying to the netherlands back and forth before all right i need to ask how did you and denise meet and uh oh yeah how did all, i want to hear the story let's hear it so denise has been a runescape streamer for actually quite a while it's been like the last three and a half years and she actually um wasn't really an expert at the game she kind of started from scratch in these last few years and just kind of learned the game and i was just obviously browsing twitch at the time and i'd like hop in and out of streams and there was like just something about her energy when i joined her stream that was just kind of matching to mine like she was just very silly and goofy about a lot of stuff and just kind of didn't take herself too seriously and just enjoyed the the gameplay and interact with the chat and doing all like the stream effects and that. You should have like loads of overlays where she'd uh, like put on some weird face cam masks and do all this silly stuff. And I just really enjoyed her streams at the time. And we just kind of started talking like in each of us chats and it just moved over to like socials after a while. And like, we just kind of connected from that. And then after a while, um, COVID obviously started and we were planning to meet each other. And, um, yeah, because of COVID, obviously, we couldn't, like, do any flights. And so it was just a, a really intense, uh, like, year of just, you know, talking back and forth and looking forward to meeting each other the first time. And I think that just connected us, uh, like, a lot faster as well because we kind of didn't take stuff for granted with being able to see each other. Like, we really wanted to cherish that because we didn't have that. So we really built our relationship on, like, a solid foundation with just, like, talking to each other and really connecting. And I think that... It's what really important that has now turned into a really successful marriage so far. 
been a year and a half so far since we got married. So that's crazy. A year and yeah, a half. Yeah, it's already. mad, isn't it? Yeah. Did you absolutely mad? Like beforehand, did you ever like? I don't know. I just I the whole like being a content creator, especially with how many hours you're pouring into it. Like yeah, it just seems. Like, I don't know. I just think it's really cool to have, like, found love. And especially, like, through Twitch of all places. That's what I mean. And it it works so well because we do the same thing, yeah. And, like, I've been in relationships in the past where it's worked. But there will be a time where it starts to become a problem that you're streaming too much. Mm. And, like, you need to find the time for other stuff. And, yeah, it does get a bit much. But with mine and Denise's relationship, like, we kind of understand what it's all about. And it's just, I can, like, just do my own thing now. We just... Like even being able to like technically work together now with this farmer series, it's just That's been awesome. so lovely. Yeah, it's been really, really good. It just excels obviously our relationship outside of stream as well. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah, I remember uh, watching Denise's stream like a few years back, and yeah, she was. I think she was like ranging ankus or something. Like yeah, just <laughs> yeah. just learning stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love her to bits. Yeah, she's a great gal. That's really cool. Um. There's actually a question here from Bayless Mango asking, would you ever do a duo hardcore group Iron Ooh. Man or group Iron Man with just Denise? That was actually the plan for farmers, believe it or not. We were going to do like, okay, so before I was actually thinking about doing a YouTube series, but me and Denise were going to do one with a hardcore group, but it wasn't really going to be aimed on the hardcore group as much. It was kind of going to be based on like a clue scroll series to where we would only unlock certain content depending on which clue log slots we've unlocked. So say if we've got like a certain amount of log slots on beginner clues, we could then progress to easies. And this mm. would also allow us to get more uh, skill total level and more quest points. It was like all locks behind clues or something. It's like a really out of the ordinary series kind of all about, all about clues because we just, as I said, really enjoy doing clue scrolls overall. So, yeah, definitely down to doing it. Um, but I think it would be not really about the hardcore stats as much. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, let's. So, let me ask. Like, what, when you do have your days off, what do you like to do? Like, what are things? Do you like movies, books? Like, what? any uh, outdoor activities? What, what do you like to do? So, uh, Tuesday usually is my house cleaning day. So... Um, usually it's, uh, housework, uh, family time. I do love my family time. And other than that, like, I'm just really knuckling down thinking about the next stream and just kind of working off stuff offline. So, uh, not too much to be fair. Like it's mostly just TV shows, movies. Um, I do like my walks. Walks are always good. Mm -hmm. We did one recently at a local castle. We got Denise's dad over, did like the Warwick castle kind of stuff. That was really fun. Uh, I went to... Uh, actually, Pokemon Go Fest recently. That was uh, real, real fun as well. Um, yeah, I just, I just like uh, the simplicity of life, really. I don't, don't really need much to entertain me. It's so funny because, like, it's so... It's, like, I could definitely just see myself in that. And I've talked to so many content creators that are like... we The people that are, like, the most into RuneScape tend to have just tend to be able to live a very simple life yeah i'm a it. very simple man i don't really need much you know i just That's i just awesome. enjoy my streaming outside of that like if i were to conversate with someone outside of, of runescape as much it wouldn't be as much of a fun conversation you know because like there's not as much that would happen in my day yeah that's that's always my fear it's like meeting people and just realizing like 
man there's like, there's shit, so I don't have any stories <laughs> there's like there's like a few things but it's like man there are literally people that are doing crazy stuff every single weekend and yeah. i'm like i am so boring <laughs> i know so i do boring. consider myself quite boring actually outside of this runescape content creation but it's just what life experiences you get really like yeah. if you can give a good combo it's usually about stuff in your day like you know people who are out and about doing stuff and trips and that like yeah they're going to build up memories and stories and i guess that's the balance you've got to find between streaming and real life you know you have to go out and do stuff as well so mm -hmm. i so think has, that's something i want to aim for more so has there ever um have you ever thought at least of um at some point in the future toning back the uh, hours and being able to just explore life with you know how much you've just say I'm, oh, yeah. I'm imagining having saved up and having built like a good like foundation where you can live off and be able to you know vacation and travel and stuff like do you ever think of like a certain time where you would put off streaming a little bit more or are you oh, yeah. pretty I mean, much in the grind set i used to be going to a lot of events before covid i think with the whole covid thing happening and i think a lot of people can say this it just kind of threw them off doing that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. like i used to do like rs events and like local gaming festivals and that kind of stuff and like nights out very regularly um like every deadman i was invited to i would go down and do that event and all kinds of jagex playtests and that and even just like holidays i would do like lads holidays and stuff COVID has completely threw me off. And like, I've just been very used to just being recluse and just getting on with the streaming and that. And I think with the whole um, not being able to see Denise for the longest time, like just being able to fly over to her to see her like, every month was a, a, a really cool thing last year. Um, and now obviously now she's settled in the UK, I think now is where we'll start to explore to go on holidays ourselves and those kind of trips and getting back into the swing of things, really. Like, it's just been very focused on getting Denise here and yeah, we're just kind of uh, enjoying our lives um, how it is now, yeah. Just kind of looking forward to the future now. That's awesome. So yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely wanted to get that bigger balance going again. Have you ever met a viewer IRL? Like just oh, yeah. randomly? Like just... Randomly, yeah. I think the last story I had was I was actually just out playing Pokemon Go and like some guy was jogging near me and he just gave me like a kind of a look. <laughs> he had to give me a second guess and he came in the stream after and he was like was that you down this and so and so road and i was like yeah i, I had a feeling that like <laughs> you kind of noticed so i've had interactions like that where they don't actually pursue it yeah and then i've had others as well where like i'm i'm traveling and you you normally get it at like train stations and that where people will just come up to you and be like are you curtis and i'm like yeah and then we just kind of just have a either like a 30 second thing or just like a two minute thing where we just like talk about random stuff and they say oh yeah normally it's you know i like your content or this or thanks for making the videos and you just got to be like appreciative of it but you don't get it as often mm. especially me because i don't really go outside as much so <laughs> you're like you, you have to probably go outside to to meet stuff like that but i'll tell you what room fest and that if you ever go there as a content creator it is such an unreal experience because You'll be meeting so many people you've never met before, but they know who you are. And it's just it's just a wild time. They used to get me on the panels, like Q&As and that, and that was real fun. I think we even did like a Dead Man on stage once. That was super fun. It was like Dead Man Mansions, I think it was called. And they had us in a that mansion was... for a week. And then they, yeah, Dude. they transported us over to Runefest after that. It was crazy. <laughs> Jagex used to do the 
greatest event. Like they used to just yeah. hold events all the time like that. And I you want to know what it was? It was Modstone. He, he was the really? event organizer at the time. Oh. Yeah, he was like the marketing, and he left, and that's why they stopped. He used to push so many. Like he got us flew out to TwitchCon and everything. Like you felt like royalty with him because he just dude that's what i've heard i i remember like talking to lucid dream even like he was flown out and like guys went to like gordon ramsay's restaurant or some shit yeah. like just like it was what wild, mate. they just splashed the jagex budget at some years honestly they were just like that's amazing even these dead man events they had like a 5k jagex tab on the bar they're like right drink it dry and i just remember the bar <laughs> having to go like the local supermarket to get more like alcohol because they were like oh god yeah yeah. It's crazy, man. I really I hope Jagex gets back on that whole grind of like yeah, inviting content creators out and just having events. Yeah, it does feel a lot more personal. And I, I, they've started doing that again with the uh, the playtesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I I had the pleasure of playtesting the Desert Treasure Two stuff recently. That's and cool. Yeah, it just feels very very personal. But they used to get like loads of international creators out as well, like everybody pretty much to do yeah. like Song of the Elves and that. So. God, that would, would be amazing. That would be like a literal dream to get flown out for free by Jagex yeah. and like go and test something or just have like a yeah. Honestly, God, that would be. I, awesome. I really hope they can get you out for an experience like one day because it's so sick, dude. Honestly, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Next, whenever they do come out with a Rune Fest, I'm definitely going, and uh, I would love to meet you and all. Uh, pretty much yes, everybody I've talked to on like the podcast. That's what I mean, there's like amazing. so many people. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd have hundreds of people to talk to, like know, from all I'm the people you brought on your podcast. So gas. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. One so, for the bucket list for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, are you going to TwitchCon? Uh, when's the next TwitchCon? Is it? End of this year? Yeah, I think it's October or something. No, I have no plans for this next one. TwitchCon's for me, it's like, I don't know, really know as as many people outside the RS category. So like, that's I'll usually just go for the experience. I went once, but yeah, yeah, it was more for the people to be honest, rather than the event. That's, that's why like, I can't like the RuneFest more. That's me as well. It's like I I would much rather go to a RuneFest, spend all the money I'd yeah. to a RuneFest than a TwitchCon because TwitchCon really is just. At least in my head, it's more like hanging out with a bunch of content creators at an Airbnb. That's it. And like, I'd rather go if I plan like a trip around it. I'm sure that's what a lot of people do sure. with RuneFest. They kind of do a London trip as well. That's why they need to put it in London again. They did it the last two years at like somewhere outside of London called Farnborough. And mm. like after the event, like there was nothing really much to do. Like at least when you were in London, you could like go out and experience the city. And London's such a beautiful place to be. So. Mm. Yeah, I've never been to yeah. Europe at all, so that would be amazing. Really? Yeah, wow. Never. Oh, that's going to be a sick experience yeah. for you then. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, uh, Curtis, this was an absolute pleasure having you on the cast. Honestly, such a blast, man. I really appreciate the invite and uh, appreciate everyone reaching out with the uh, questions on X slash Twitter yeah, as well. what is up with that? <laughs> is that ever going to revert <laughs> back to Twitter or are we just stuck no, with it? Elon Musk. Is, I, I literally well, have to... I literally have to go back in all my stuff and start like editing my descriptions and putting X instead of Twitter. Like I still call it Twitter. Oh, no. I'm like, oh no. I know. I think everyone will, honestly. It's going to yeah. take a few years. Yeah, for sure. It's silly. But yeah, um, honestly, thank you so much for getting me on. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. No, really it's, enjoyed it's, the combos. It's my pleasure. Well, I, I think I already know the answer to this because I mentioned it before, but I'm going to ask you for some shout outs and I think I already know the answer to it. Yeah, farmers on my chest. <laughs> Check them out. You know, the legends, the hardcore series. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll survive longer to give you content, but you know, shout out to the cookies, foe, Roydia, and Mr. Mammal, the legends, the goats. 
MMORPG, this is an absolute pleasure. Guys, for those still listening, down in the description, go follow Curtis on his Twitch, his YouTube, his Twitter, or his X. It just sounds wrong. Follow his X. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, um, guys, I would love to see you come over. But uh, thank you all so much for, uh, for listening and tuning in. Cool. And make sure you subscribe to this lovely man. Thank you, thank you. That's it. Go on, do it. Next week, we'll be ha- or actually this week, later this week, just in a couple days, Ooh. we're going to be having Maud Bruno on the cast. Ooh. Yeah, very excited. That, dude, that dude's a legend, by the way. Yeah, he's very chill. Yeah, he was at the playtest recently. Oh, very cool. nice guy to talk to. So we'll be having Maud Bruno on. And the next week, won't, we won't be having anybody because I'm going to be hanging out with my family that's all flying out to just come visit here. So, uh, yeah, so a bye week next week so don't expect any casts but um, we'll continue on the grind afterwards so thank you guys for listening as always and we'll catch you in the next one peace guys peace Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.